0: for the duration of the show. We have a lot to get to tonight. We have the college football playoff potentially being decided tonight, which four teams will comprise the top four uh, heading into the college football playoff. We have seen already a couple of upsets take place in the championship games, which we will get to as well. We have an update on Josh Giddy and the investigation going on into him right now in the NBA. We have, of course, an update in MLB Free Agency. Uh, We have a big return for uh, the WWE to talk about, as well as uh, uh, another scandal uh, also taking place in the uh, NHL, as well as uh, we'll take a look at some college coaching updates as well. Uh, a lot to get to tonight, but a quick reminder, if you guys haven't done so yet and you want to hear more of either Sports Talk or maybe uh, maybe you're a Survivor or Big Brother fan, you can subscribe to the Missy A.E. podcast by going to blogtalkradio.com slash Missy A.E. Now, or you can find us on any of our major podcast networks. Uh, right now, I have Lou and Diane on the line with me tonight. Uh, Lou and Diane, how are you two doing?
1: Okay, okay, Steve.
0: Thanks. Good. You feeling any better, Lou? I I I know I know you were uh, you were battling something earlier today.
1: Yeah, it was. I'm still battling through, but it won't last long.
0: All right, well, uh, we have – you know, we might as well get right to it because, uh, yeah. Lou, there is a huge – I guess we could call it a controversy potentially now uh, in college yeah. football with Alabama upsetting Georgia in the SEC championship earlier today, 27-24, to 24, yeah. uh, Alabama – somehow every single goddamn season always finds themselves right in the playoff picture, regardless of where they finish in the standings. Uh, and now with their win over Georgia, snapping Georgia's 29 game win streak, uh, spanning over, I believe two different, no, three different college seasons. No, two, two different college seasons. Uh, there's now a question of who will comprise the top four heading into the college football playoff.
1: We'll play out tomorrow, won't we? Uh,
0: yeah, obviously we'll find out the, uh, the answers to that tomorrow. But uh, I think there, there is a big debate that could potentially be made here when it comes okay. to, when it comes uh to, you know who could potentially yeah. who could potentially make it uh right now we do have uh two of the four teams who are currently in the top 4 uh playing right now with Michigan with a with a 10 nothing lead over Iowa in the Big 10 championship and Florida State just took a 3 nothing lead over Louisville in the ACC championship game uh <laughs> we've had uh, some finals already. Like I said, Alabama over Georgia, 27-24 for the SEC championship.
1: Uh, yep.
0: For the Big 12 championship, we saw Texas, number seventh-ranked Texas, who, by the way, holds a win over Alabama this season with a 49-21 to victory over Oklahoma State. Uh, we also – saw Washington last night just barely get by Oregon 34 to 31. So right now as it stands Washington's hopes are
2: still
0: kind of there but yeah. you know there, there's always there's always the possibility we may see uh we may see them potentially get bounced now because of Alabama's win today. Uh just, so, yeah. just to go down some of the other, just to go down some of the other championships here, real quick before we continue. Uh, Liberty won the Conference USA championship, forty-nine to thirty-five over New Mexico State. Uh, Troy won the Sun Belt championship over Appalachian State, forty-nine to twenty-three. Boise State with the Mountain West championship, forty-four to twenty over UNLV. Uh, Miami, Ohio with the MAC Championship 23 to 14 over Toledo and SMU with the upset in the American Athletic Championship game over Tulane by a score of 26 to 14. So, as it stands right now, uh, Lou, the top 4 heading into today were Georgia at number 1, Michigan at yep. 2, uh, Washington at three and Florida State at four. Does right. the Alabama win change things?
1: Oh, I would imagine so. I would be surprised about uh, Georgia Ducks, maybe like about maybe uh, four. I mean, they'll still get in, of course, the uh, college championship um, series, but um, this is going to cost them. Yeah, you,
0: you would think that it would that it would potentially cost them, but uh, there's even been the scenario has been floated around that could Georgia potentially miss out entirely.
1: I don't know because they only had that one loss in that game, and when, uh, So I don't I don't think the committee could be uh, too harsh on that. I really don't see that. I think this is Michigan's opportunity to go number one. With the win tonight, though, so back, so back to that. In, I don't think uh, Georgia is going to drop all the way out with that one loss.
0: Yeah, honestly, I would be very surprised if Georgia drops out of the out of the yeah. college football playoff because of this. Because you know, I, I know, I know. You know, this discussion has been had multiple times before. Uh, when Alabama has gotten in mainly because of its name, because of yes. the history behind uh, behind Alabama yes. under Nick Saban. And there's been years where they've gotten through when people believed that they didn't deserve to get through. Um, and honestly, I believe that this is one of those years again. I think with Alabama winning today, well, first, first off, I don't think Georgia lost uh, enough of a deficit to where they would get bounced. Wow. I would be very surprised if they get bounced out of the top four. Uh, they won't be number one, but uh, I would be very surprised if they get bounced out of the top four. I think if it was more than three points that they had lost by, then yeah, maybe. But, I mean, come on. They're, they're back-to-back national championships, uh, national champions. Yeah. Uh, they just had a 29-game streak snapped today. I mean, it's,
3: it, you
0: know, I think there would quite quite frankly be outcry, I feel, if Georgia were to get bounced yeah. uh, from the top four, all because of one loss. But at the same time, while Alabama is trying to get in, You have Texas, who beat Oklahoma State today. Uh, Texas also beat Alabama earlier this year. Yes. So, I mean, it's basically getting very crowded. Uh, Ohio State was not active, so they're probably not going to make it in. Uh, Oregon, I mean, come on. Oregon lost to Washington, so... That was their one opportunity to try and make it in oregon didn't didn't win, so uh, I mean, I'll just give you my thought here, Lou um and I'll see what what you and Diane think about this uh I think Georgia gets in i think Alabama, in no particular order I think it's right. georgia alabama Michigan. And if Florida State beats Louisville, I think Florida State just barely gets in. Yeah. I mean, that what, like what, what are game your game. thoughts? I what was, was that, thing? Legit.
3: That seems like a good list.
0: Yeah, I would, th- I would think so, at least. Uh, yeah. I would say m- maybe the only difference would be, okay, uh, maybe instead of, instead of right. Florida state, maybe Texas, but I mean, there's so many different variables to look at on this. Uh, cause you got to think ratings, you got to think, uh, national headlines. Yeah. I mean, come on, who, who wouldn't, who, who granted Florida state is playing with a third string quarterback. Who wouldn't want to see Florida State try to make a run at it with a third-string quarterback? Right. I mean, could you could you imagine the headlines, Lou? The Cinderella story.
1: I could picture it.
3: We're thinking a third-string quarterback.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's
1: what I'm well, back uh, in the
0: headlines. Well, it would it would actually be a pretty big headline because they lost yeah. their they lost their starter and their backup both due to injuries. Uh I don't know what the status of the backup is, but it sounds like it sounds like uh, at the very least he's not playing tonight. Um So now they're basically down to their third string quarterback to try and win them the ACC championship against Louisville tonight. Uh and i mean just look at it like this it would be like and of course this is no this is maybe the wrong comparison to make but imagine if florida state with a third string quarterback uh comes in due to injury goes into the national in, into the uh the college football playoff potentially makes it makes its way to the national title game wins the national title yeah. game It would almost be like the Patriots going to the Super Bowl in Brady's first full season after replacing Drew Bledsoe due to injury and winning the Super Bowl. Didn't Didn't that actually happen, though? That did, yes. But what what, what I'm trying to say, though, is granted it might be the wrong comparison to make because, I mean, Brady is Brady. And... I'm yeah. not saying that this that this Florida State kid can do any different, but it would. Could you imagine the headlines if uh, on like ESPN, if Florida State were to somehow win the national title with a third string quarterback? I think. I, I, I think
3: because of Florida that. Florida State with the third string quarterback.
0: <laughs> well you 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 just got to you just got to look at it like if they if they go in there with a third string quarterback and somehow they end up winning uh and by the way Brock Glenn who by the way is a freshman they have a freshman playing uh in a, in a championship game for uh for the right to potentially make it to the to the college football playoff um you know this would basically this would basically be their their Tom Brady story of
1: yeah
0: you know uh of yeah. a a a backup quarterback comes in to replace the starter after after the starter goes down with a season ending injury and uh i mean the the potential people may potentially tune in not just because of the of the teams that are playing, but also be, in order to potentially see that happen. Otherwise, I think my I think the only other option I would make is you switch out Florida State with Texas. But that would almost be like putting three SEC teams in the top four, which Texas technically isn't in the SEC right now. Uh, they will be next year, I think. Uh, but it's, you know, it's just, those are really the only two scenarios that I see. I would be very surprised, uh, if Washington makes it in mainly because Washington, when, when you compare them to the other schools, Washington isn't really as big of a school when it comes to college football so i mean what are what are your thoughts Lou who do you have uh potentially making up your top four
1: michigan georgia um, washington and hmm, i guess think a fourth one but you know I, I think uh Washington made a statement last night with the um the Pac-12 victory, so I think that's going to be uh, good for them to get in.
0: Yeah, and the other thing you have to take into account as well is they have a star quarterback State. in Washington, in Florida State. So you you would yes. uh, you would have Florida State as the fourth uh, as the fourth team. Yes. You really, you really don't? You don't think uh, Alabama will make it?
1: Mm, I think they're going to jump a pretty, uh, pretty good leap for that because they were eight seed. I don't know if uh, the committee is going to, you know, help, help them with that. They did have some key losses. So, um, I don't think they're going to Yeah, you, yeah, you I know, I –
0: Uh, You know, I could see that. I could see them potentially maybe finishing off at number five when you consider the fact that Oregon ended up losing. Uh, So, obviously, Oregon's going to drop. I don't know, though. I just – I kind of feel like, you know, the NCAA, they're always going to want to do what's best for ratings. And what better – than to have an SEC championship rematch in the college football playoff. I would think that if I'm on the committee, I would be looking at that game and I would be seeing dollar signs for ratings. Yes. So, and, you know, I – Okay, you know what? I gotta I gotta throw I gotta throw Washington back in there because uh yes. you can't have a top college quarterback potentially for the NFL draft. Uh you know, you finish your season undefeated, you win the Pac twelve championship, and yet you yes. don't make the football playoff. This is why Situations like this, and the reason why, and the potential that they may get bounced, this is why I kind of feel like there should be a bigger, uh, a bigger field for the yeah. college football playoff. At least six or maybe eight teams, because you have if if you have uh, a team like say, okay. Say Washington, obviously Washington's undefeated, and let's say Florida State wins today, and Florida State will finish their season. Uh, I believe they'll, fin- yeah, they'll finish their season undefeated. And yet they, and yet they end up missing the uh, the football playoff, and the same with Washington. Let's say let's say Alabama and Texas get in. Yeah, it it, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right no. to have to be to go undefeated, especially in a big conference like the uh, like the Pac-12, and not end up making the college football playoff. I mean, that would basically be like, okay, well then, why did we, you know, why why do we even bother? Why did we even bother playing this season if? Alabama is going to make it in. Simple, even if they have one loss, Alabama will make it in simply because of their of their prestige, and uh, yeah. you know the fact that the fact that they have a uh, multiple time winner, uh, Nick Saban. I mean, it's uh, this is why I kind of, I kind of feel like there should be. A bigger field of teams yeah. for the football playoff because, uh, I mean, let's face it. If you go undefeated, I don't care what conference you're in. If you go undefeated, you deserve to be to to have a spot uh, to try to try yeah. and buy for a uh, for a for a national title.
3: What team are you
0: talking about here? Any team? Yeah, any team that's undefeated. I mean, it, yeah. doesn't okay. matter if you're, uh, it doesn't matter if you're Washington, it doesn't matter if you're, uh, if you're Texas, it doesn't matter if, and this is never going to happen, but it doesn't matter if you're UMass, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what team, you know, what, uh, what uh, university you come from, whether it's a well-known university or if it's a smaller university uh, within the top 25 you know if you are in at least the top 8 and you're undefeated you should automatically have a spot in that college football playoff okay yeah. i mean that's just my that's just my feeling uh, of it at least cuz you know mm-hmm. we've seen we've seen previous years where Teams have gotten in, even though there were more well-deserving teams that should have gotten in. Matter of fact, uh, this is partially why that I believe uh, that I, that I believe um, Alabama will get in is that every single SEC championship winner, regardless of their record, has gotten into the college football playoff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's partially okay. why I think Alabama will get in. Um, okay. But, right? You know, I I just I I just really feel like if anything, you know, maybe people people would stop bitching about college football.
1: It never happens.
0: They if they yeah, you're right, Lou. It's probably not going to happen, but uh you know if they at least expanded the field you right. know maybe you would hear less bitching uh from people who who say yeah. you know that co- that college football is mainly decided by ratings and uh and what'll make them the most money
3: yeah. isn't for, that uh, different Isn't
1: that what's
3: mm-hmm. the tagging by now? No. Okay, what is no. <laughs> isn't just by that. isn't just hanging by
0: that. Um, I mean, it would be it it would be best if they would do at least. Uh, I mean, what, uh, Lou? What is the, what is the uh, NFL uh, one for each conference? What is it? Top seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, top, so the top seven teams get in for the NFL per conference. So why not ha- why not do top eight for for college? Right, but what decides who gets in is what I'm asking. Uh, Oh, well, um, oh. a lot of it has to do with record, but at the same mm-hmm. time, a lot of it, uh, and you know, they won't admit to this, but a lot of it also has to do with, uh, you know, in particular, uh, how much you'll how much you'll draw, like uh, whether or mm-hmm. not you'll draw uh, ratings uh whether or not you'll make mo- whether or not you'll make the NCAA any money by being mm-hmm. in the uh in the yes. title picture Okay. Yeah, that's what uh and you know, it's it's been a highly debated topic. Like for example, let's say let's say instead of uh Instead of Washington or Florida State in the number three or number four spot, let's say it was Clemson. You mean to tell me that they would potentially bump Clemson for a team like Texas? Right. No, that, no, they would of keep Texas, that. or they they would keep Clemson in there
1: because they're a former well, national champion,
0: and also because of Dabo Swinney. So it's it, it it just really it it just really basically presents uh the need for more spots to potentially be filled.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. But uh, hang on, let me get this real quick. Uh, we do have some news around college football, not just with the different uh, with the different games going on with the uh, college football playoff, but we do also have a couple of coaching changes. Uh, one of the first ones in particular Ooh. sees the return of Bobby Petrino to the Arkansas Razorbacks. As their new their new offensive coordinator, apparently it's a three-year deal uh, where he'll be making, I think, if I remember correctly how Jim broke it down, I think he'll make one point one and a half mil his first year, 1.6 mil his second year, and 1.7 his third year. And it's kind of crazy how this came about because... Yeah. Apparently there was a there was a loophole uh with this. Uh originally he was fired as the head coach uh due to a motorcycle accident and also a covered up affair that he had with a subordinate. Um so he he ended up being ousted from Arkansas as the as the head coach uh all the way back in 2011. And now okay. this had to be approved. This had to be approved by the uh, uh, by the president of the Arkansas Razorbacks for this to take place. So now he's coming back after uh, Dan Enos got uh, got fired midway through the sea or towards towards the end yeah. of the college football season as their offensive coordinator. So now Petrino is coming in, and, uh, I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Bobby Petrino, uh, a lot better of an offensive option compared to Dan Enos. Um, I would expect that, and, and also, uh, also another, another thing, too, is that he will probably help big time when it comes to uh, college recruitment. Um, I would expect a much different Arkansas offense next year. And, yeah. I mean, just to, yeah. just to show yeah. you how beloved this guy is, uh, yeah. He, yeah. Was, yeah. He, was reintroduced, he was reintroduced to the program uh, during Arkansas's game in college basketball against Duke a couple of nights ago. And right, they had the biggest crowd that they've ever had at an Arkansas Razorbacks home game. So, needless to say, uh, he is back with the Razorbacks after spending the last three seasons with Missouri State, and he was also just recently the offensive coordinator for Texas A&M this past season. Speaking of Texas A&M, they have reached an agreement with Duke's Mike Elko, to make Elko the school's next head coach, uh, according to ESPN, last Sunday, uh, Elko is a former defensive coordinator for the uh, for the Aggies, who left there two years ago to take the co- the head coaching job at Duke. Um, and Elko was actually the coordinator for some of Texas's best uh, recent seasons, including. Uh, their nine and one season in twenty twenty that culminated with a uh, victory yeah. in the Orange Bowl that year, and since he departed from uh, from Texas A and M, uh, they went twelve and twelve the last two years, which is why they ended up paying a record seventy six million dollar buyout to fire their head coach or their former head coach Jimbo Fisher, and. Uh, not to mention that it's by far the biggest buyout in the history of college football, uh, in particular with that, with that buyout there. Uh, but Duke went nine and four in Elko's first season after inheriting a team that went three and nine the year before. Uh, this year, uh, they ended up finishing seven and five. However, uh, he did establish himself as a, as a candidate for a higher-profile job when they opened up the season with a 28-7 to 7 win at Clemson, who was ranked number nine to open the season. So they're hoping that by bringing Elko back to Texas A&M that they can, uh, they can uh, reignite some of the magic uh, that he had brought uh, during his time with Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, just 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 a few other uh, notable coaching changes. First, uh, here Mississippi State they hired uh, Oklahoma's offensive coordinator Jeff Levy as their next football coach. Uh, Levy oversaw the Big 12's top-ranked offense last sea or this past season. Uh, as the Sooners post a ten and two record under second year coach Brent Venables, uh, his deal will be a five year deal uh with the Bulldogs uh, who replaces Zach Arnett after they had gotten off to a four and six start in Arnett's first season as their uh as their former head coach. Uh, Indiana, they fired football coach Tom Allen last Sunday, a day after they uh, completed their third consecutive losing season. Uh, after coming in in 2017, uh, they finish with a 33-49 and 49 record uh, with Allen as the Hoosiers' uh, head coach. Uh, Houston, meanwhile, fired uh, Dana Holgerson, who had three losing seasons in his five years at the helm of the, uh, of the Houston Cougars. Um, they ended up finishing out. I believe it was. Well, he, I should say he finishes his, uh, his stint with them with a 31 and 28 record total. Yeah. And, to round out the coaching, uh, the coaching firings. Uh, Terry Bowden is officially out as the head coach of Louisiana Monroe after three seasons, going 10 and 26 overall, including five and 19 in Sun Belt play. Uh, so, I don't think I don't think a replacement has been named yet in regards to that. Uh, now. Let's move from college to the NFL. And we'll start with your Dallas Cowboys, Drew, uh, yeah. as Deron Bland set a new NFL record with his fifth pick six in a single season, which is officially now a new NFL record, uh, which, which he ended up setting against Washington in that huge blowout. Uh and you know, this actually ties into uh a topic we talked about on your show earlier today. Uh yes. with the with the Washington Commanders deciding to fire defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. And Del Rio was already uh on a short leash heading into uh heading into uh, their matchup. Um, Suffering a blowout loss to the Bears (laughs) in week five, plus two losses to a three-win Giants team. Um, Yeah. And basically, it it basically uh, left him a very short leash uh, heading into their game against Dallas. And... You know, and, and I still believe uh, what I what I said on your show rings true. Uh, they're basically what this shows. What this shows us is they're putting all of the blame for Washington's struggles this year all on their defense. When yet like, the offense hasn't been that impressive either. I mean, what what are your thoughts, Lou, on on Washington uh, deciding to move on from Jack Del Rio after previously being a top ten unit in several defensive categories last year?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty much sure they fired Del Rio. I mean, you know, he had one bad season, but you know, look at the dollars they've had over the past, and uh, <laughs> I think you got shafted. I don't think I I don't think that's right from from the Del Rio. It was a big mistake. I mean what what do you part. expect
0: when that you give part. up Yeah, I I mean what what do you expect when you get, when you trade away Montez Sweat and Nothing. you trade away Chase Young? Two of your top defensive players. And now all of a sudden you're allowing the most points per game at 29.2 and the fourth most yards per game at 377.7. You mean yeah. to tell me that you expect a seasoned veteran uh, like Jack Del Rio to, to be able to turn chicken, uh, chicken shit into chicken salad by, right. by uh, taking a defense that's already missing their, their two best players and all of a sudden turning them into a stud defense. And not just that, but the commanders, they also fired defensive backs coach Brent Weisselmeyer as well as part of the, uh, as part of the shakeup. And now uh, Ron Rivera will officially take over <laughs> defensive play calling duties for the remainder of the season. Uh I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know about you, Lou, but I would almost think that if anything, they should be they should also be looking at Eric Emmy because, yeah, okay, yeah, you give up you give up a ton of points this season, but you're not really putting up points either. I mean, you're putting up 246 right. points total this year so far, which is, I mean, it's okay, but. You know, you, one one would argue that, that if they had a better offense, maybe they would maybe they would have a better record than four and eight right now.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: But don't don't you think that uh, that they should be that they should also be looking at B and Eme as as the problem as well, unless they're planning on having him take over. Maybe they are. I mean. It is possible that, that 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 could be a distinct possibility when you take a look at the fact that uh that Ron Rivera may po- may possibly be shown the door
4: uh at the end of this year.
1: I would be surprised at all. Be
0: surprised at all uh to be perfectly no. honest. Um Diane, what are your thoughts on this? Uh them basically making Jack Del Rio the scapegoat, uh for his defense when yet the when yet the offense hasn't really produced either for Washington.
3: Then they shouldn't make the
2: defense the scapegoat if the offense hasn't produced either.
0: <laughs> yeah, one would think. Yeah. that obvious. Obviously, you know, every they should be equally accountable. They should be held equally accountable. But at the at the same point, you know, it's I guess you know the, I, I'm kind of wondering if the reason why they haven't gotten rid of uh, BNEME is if maybe perhaps they originally hired him because this is the first. Uh, you know, th- this is the first se- you know, his first season as the, uh, you know, th- this is the first season as head coach, or not head coach, as offensive coordinator. So maybe perhaps with Ron Rivera being on the hot seat, maybe Bieniemi will essentially become the, uh, you know, the the potential next head coach. As a result of this, and that's why they're that's why they're keeping him,
1: right? Uh-huh.
0: But still, I, I still don't think that it's. I mean, uh, it, it, it'll it'll be a big mistake that they get rid of Del Rio because Del Rio can yeah. only do as good as uh, uh, he can only do as good as he can with the players that he's given. And speaking of firings, uh, the Carolina Panthers, yeah. one season into his new deal, have fired Frank Reich as their head coach after starting out the season to a 1-10 and record. Me just you have it,
1: a up. number
0: one... Co- you have a number one overall pick in Bryce Young as your new quarterback. You have a defense that, ha, that is allowing the third most points per game at 26 and a half. You have one of the worst pass blocking units in the league, and yet you and yet you're putting the blame. Uh, uh, their owner, David Tepper, is putting the blame on, uh, on Frank Reich. Even though Tepper overruled Frank Reich when Reich wanted to pick C.J. Stroud, and Tepper decided, "No, we want Bri- or I want Bryce Young." And obviously, yeah. we've seen what C.J. Stroud has done this year for Houston. the year? Leading them, you know, leading them to a six and five record right now and in the playoff hunt. But. Uh this is this is another one that makes me feel like uh like there uh you know you want to talk about a scapegoat. You look at Frank Reich. Yeah. And now instead of instead of replacing Reich with Jim Caldwell, who is a seasoned NFL head coach, you decide to give your special teams coordinator Chris Tabor the interim head coaching position. I mean, if that is – and to to top it all off, you don't even have a first-round pick this year because you sent that to the Chicago Bears. Dumber. And now the Carolina Panthers will be moving on to their third head coach in the last four seasons as a result of this. I mean, let's let's start with you, Lou. Who who do you feel is at fault for the Panthers' struggles? Is it the GM? Is it the owner? Is it the head coach?
1: Is it the players? I think it's gotta be hmm. I think it's gotta be the owner this one. I mean, they're not getting you know, I mean this owner, you know, hasn't done anything. And the Panthers have been in a complete dumpster fire since the season began. And, you know, the players are really good. The coaching has been, you know, in shambles. They've they got to have a better ownership. I mean, they're, they're, they're just a fact. I mean, they haven't really done anything well since Cam Newton. And they haven't been uh, – they haven't just screwed without a pal since then. So, I think you've got to believe in the ownership here.
0: Yeah. I mean, ever since David Tepper brought yeah. the, or bought the Panthers from their original owner, Jerry Richardson – yeah. Back in May of 2018, uh, you know, Tepper they 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 have compiled a 30 and 63 record and have gone through six head coaches in that span since acquiring the team. It's it's ownership malpractice. You could put it that way by the Panthers for getting rid of Frank Reich for for getting rid of Frank Reich and who might I add is a is a offensive minded head coach. So I don't know why and not to mention he had just taken over the play calling duties. If you have a team that's one of the worst blocking teams in the league, that's not on the coach. No. That's on the general manager. It's not on the players. No. No. I mean, yeah, okay, partially on the players, but most of but most of it is on the owner and on the general manager. Because the general manager and the owner are the two that are responsible for getting the necessary players to put them in a position to succeed. And we just, you know, we haven't seen that at all since uh, Richardson sold the Panthers to Tepper. And, I I mean, I feel, you know, I feel bad for Frank Reich. Uh, Well, I I shouldn't feel bad because, I mean, he's going to be getting his full – they're going to be paying him the remainder of his salary. So... um, But, you know, I feel bad for Panthers fans, the fact that they have such inept management. I mean, it's
4: ridiculous.
0: Speaking of inept, uh, the New England Patriots, and in particular, uh, Bill Belichick lost for the first time ever Undrafted rookie quarterback with a ten to seven victory wow. for the New York Giants, Tommy DeVito, who, in all honesty, he looks better than than Daniel Jones has ever been. Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: I mean, DeVito. <laughs> How well, it's first Devito. I think it's going to be now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Devito. Yeah. Usually, you've heard of rookies beating Belichick, but you yeah. have to, you have a rookie you have an undrafted rookie quarterback in Tommy Devito, uh, and ever since Devito has taken over. Uh, because of injury, you know, all of a sudden, you know, this New York Giants team has, I think they've rallied up what three wins, three wins with him as quarterback. Yeah. So now, you know, the Giants they find themselves a little bit further down the uh, the NFL draft uh, rankings as a result of that. Right. Uh, which, by the way, might I add, helps the Patriots because of that loss. Um, right. And now, uh, which, by the way, according to most NFL mock drafts, they still have the uh, Giants taking a quarterback in the uh, yeah. in the NFL draft in the first round. Um, but not just not just that. But now, this has caused a bit of a domino effect. Because not only are the Patriots that much closer to the number one pick, potentially, but now the New England Patriots became the first team in NFL history this week to be flexed out of Monday Night Football. As their Week 15 matchup against the defending uh, Stanley Cup, the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, has now been replaced with Philadelphia against Seattle in week 15. Look at that. and you want to talk about you want to talk about sending a message, Lou uh, yeah. the ticket prices, if anybody would want to go to tomorrow 's game against the LA Chargers: The upper uh, uh, what's it called um, in the uh, level 300 seats for uh for Gillette Stadium. Tickets are going as low as twenty five dollars per seat. Mm. For the lower well, bowl
1: seats to go.
0: For the lower bowl seats, they're going as low as fifty one dollars. Mm. I mean if anything, I think Robert Kraft is kind of sending a message there saying Yes. Change needs. Change needs to happen. There needs to be a change made. Whether it's that general manager, whether it's that coach, yeah, something needs to happen. Because I mean, it's gotten ridiculous to this point. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to. When it when it comes to. Uh, how. Badly, this uh, you know th- this team has become. Uh, how bad this team yep. has become in New England. Yep. If we look at the playoff picture right now, uh, first starting with the AFC. Heading into tomorrow's matchups, the Baltimore Ravens they are on a bye, but they sit atop the AFC at a nine and three record. Uh in the second seed, you have the Kansas City Chiefs at 8-3. and three. They're set to take on the Green Bay Packers tomorrow. Um, then you have the Jacksonville Jaguars in the number three seed leading the AFC South. Uh, they are set to face off against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, then in rounding out the top four seeds, you have the Miami Dolphins, who are set to take on the 4-8 and eight Washington Commanders. Uh, Miami, as of now, currently sits at eight and three uh rounding out the top yeah. three or yeah. rounding out the top seven seeds, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven and four set to take on the two and ten Arizona Cardinals uh, you have the Cleveland Browns who also sit at seven and four who are set to take on the five and six Los Angeles Rams. And we officially have an overtime winner in Toronto, Brad Marchand, with the game winner in overtime for the Boston Bruins to yeah. win four to three over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, and rounding out the top seven for the AFC, you have the Indianapolis Colts, who sit at six and five. They are set to take on the four and seven Tennessee Titans. Now, they are also tied, though, with the Houston Texans and the Denver Broncos, very surprisingly, uh, who have won, I think, five straight games.
1: Yes, I believe. They've really come around. Yeah, it's it's very surprising
0: considering how they started this season.
1: With no defense. And
0: with no defense, exactly. Um, With no defense, and yet somehow – Denver finds themselves in the thick of it. Uh, and then you want to talk about no defense. Uh, you have the Buffalo Bills, who are now all of a sudden, all of a sudden they've gone from front runners for a potential Super Bowl
1: appearance this year
0: to now being 6-6. Six and six, They find themselves three spots out of the final wild card. And not to mention they have a bye week this week, so they're not playing. But right. you know, Buffalo it, it just it, it almost seems like now you have Sean McDermott who finds himself on the hot seat out there in yep. Buffalo. Okay. I mean Lou, what the hell is going on with the Bills? It, you know, it it, it almost seems yeah. like ever since they lost to Mac Jones and the Patriots
1: it almost just seems They've like that apart.
0: entire team has just completely br- has completely fallen apart.
1: Yeah. I mean with that Bad of the Jets opening game and you know, then you you're stride now you're you know, you're phone by the wayside. I mean <laughs> all the whole division Yeah, is becoming becoming a, a laughing stock really. Only thing worse than that is the NFC South.
0: I mean, oh God.
1: yeah the atrocity of that division.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, the fact that you have the Atlanta Falcons at five and six, leading the NFC South, and that's because of a tiebreaker against uh, against the Saints, who are also five and six. Can we say I mean, my God. Yeah, it, it's just, God, you know, and, and here we thought that maybe, perhaps, uh, in the NFC South, uh, maybe we had thought that Tampa Bay had found themselves a suitable successor for Brady in Baker Mayfield. And yeah. now all of a sudden, Tampa Bay and, is going yeah. back to being the losers they have always been.
1: And the Patriots before the uh, the pre the pre Tom Brady era.
0: And it's yeah. It, 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 it's it, it's asinine honestly when you look at the nfc south you have the yeah. worst team in the league uh the florida panthers carolina you have the you have the buccaneers you have the saints and you have the falcons all under 500 yeah i mean easily the worst division in the NFC, in all of There's the NFL, actually.
1: Division. The sorry-ass division.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, if we, if we look at the – how the playoffs look right now for the NFC, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they are on top at 10-1. and one. Uh, They're set to take on the 8-3 49ers tomorrow. Uh, speaking of the, of the, the 49ers – you know that that could be a potential uh, it could be a potential preview for the NFC title game, possibly. But the Niners yeah. uh, they're in the number two seed. You have the Lions right. in the number three seed. They're set to take on the uh, New Orleans Saints this week the falcons only by virtue of leading the division are in the number 4 seed then you have the cowboys at 9 and 3 the dallas cowboys yeah. are in a wild card spot yeah i mean that is that is unreal to have a team about uh you know with a 9 and 3 record and it's only good enough for a wild yeah. card
1: spot at this point, yeah, it is shocking, isn't it?
0: I mean, just wow, it's you know you can't get any worse luck, well, you could get worse luck, I should say, but you, you, uh, could. you know, you could. It's, but it's just I mean it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate for cowboy fans uh. But hey, I mean you know it's a nine and three record, and you can't help the fact that the that the Eagles are just juggernauts this year uh I was no. with a, t- a with a ten and one record they got a high powered offense uh despite all the injuries uh you know it's basically next man up uh for them over in philly so i mean it's a it's a it's a pretty steep hill basically uh you have to you have okay. to essentially hope. You, you have to basically hope that the yeah. Eagles just completely crumble in order to potentially win that division. Um, the final two wildcard spots in the NFC uh, go to, as of now, the Minnesota Vikings who are at six and six and the Seattle Seahawks who are also at six and six. Uh, as far as who's on the bubble, you have the green bay packers at 5 and 6 and the la rams at 5 and 6 as well as the new orleans saints at 5 and 6 good god i mean it's almost like the nfc is actually the worst uh the worst of the two conferences yeah. this year which is weird because usually the nfc is one of the better conferences dominant. yeah usually right but, uh, you know, it's, I mean it, it's just so weird that now all of a sudden the two conferences have basically flipped essentially. Uh let's get let's get the thoughts of Alex uh who is joining us uh welcome hey uh, welcome to the show Alex.
4: Hey what's going on happy Saturday night.
0: Yeah, uh, we've been discuss- – well, you know what? First, before we go in, further into this, uh, I want to get your thoughts. We talked about the college football playoff uh, and what it may potentially look like uh, heading into uh, – following today's games. And as of right now, we have a 10 nothing lead for Michigan at half, and we have a 3 nothing lead for Florida State. However, yes. Alabama Alabama upset Georgia earlier today to take the SEC title. Number eight Alabama, might I add, uh, and also you had Texas at number seven, defeating Oklahoma State for the, for the Big Twelve championship. So, with uh, considering you have Ohio State uh, inactive today. You had number three Washington beat number five Oregon yesterday, so Oregon yeah. is out of it. Uh, yeah. what are your thoughts, Alex, on the state of uh of the college football playoff? Who do you have
4: in your top four after today There's a lot of people a lot of people leave their our heads spinning it's really hard to yeah fit, fit them all into such a steam box, right? There's seven or eight teams that all have right. right. Arguments to make, there's all a lot of people at the debate table and only four chairs to, to fill. So um, uh, just breaking it down, I mean, looking at the records, assuming they beat Iowa, who has a great team, but just cannot score at all, so like the Jets of the uh, college ranks, <laughs> they just cannot yeah. score a touchdown. I mean, Michigan's not going to win. Come on, not nope. gonna win. they're not going to lose the game. They, they're going to be undefeated. They have to be in. They obviously came off a huge win at Ohio State. Yeah. Versus Ohio State. They're gonna they are going they got to be in. And then just I'm just talking about yeah. teams, teams right away that I think automatically are in. And then I'm gonna go off of what's left. And then uh Washington. Yeah, I think I was talking on Lou had a really good show earlier. I think really panic's proved that he should be the Heisman. They're undefeated. They they yeah. beat Oregon. They beat um whatchamacallit. They just won the championship and it's They're undefeated again. So the two undefeateds with good schedules, Washington and Michigan, really, I think, have to win, right? Then we're watching – then it gets questionable because I thought Georgia was definitely deserving of number one. So even with one loss, (laughs) you let them in and not let Bama in now. So this might be the other two. And I think it's really unfair to Florida State because they lost their best player. And I don't think you should – I don't think you should be punished for losing your best player, but I know the powers that be, and, and a lot of fans that aren't Florida State fans, you know, they want to see the four best teams. And without you, Bernal, you know, your best player, Florida State's not going to be as attractive to watch, as entertaining, as powerful yeah. as Florida State could be. That's a real conundrum. That's a real confusing thing. So I'd like to see Florida State still get in, but there's, you know, they have a few-shooter offense now. They have a quarterback who's never played before, really. He's playing now at 3-0. It's so I think definitely Michigan and and Washington, and then after that it's going to just be a a real. <laughs> it's going to be really debatable. I, I have a sneaking suspicion, fresh off this big win today, that Bama gets in. Which <laughs> it's like they always find a way to get in, but hey, they just not they do, number yeah. one. If if they get in though, I don't think Georgia should be in. I don't know. Can Georgia fall all the way out? From... I don't know, because then Ohio State should not get in, I don't think. That's just too little. I mean, that, that, I would be a really,
0: that would be a really tough sell, Alex, because yeah, you mean to tell me a gra- that gra- a three- i
4: I'm, I'm not making a great argument. because It's like it's confusing. It's like there's just – well, everyone has a couple strikes against them except the undefeated teams who should be locks, Washington and Michigan. Right,
0: right. but, I mean, I'm just talking in terms of – you know, obviously, we have to take into account that the number one thing that matters to the NCAA is ratings and what's going to draw yeah. money, what's going to bring yeah. in money. Not Florida
4: State with this quarterback.
0: Situation. I mean, obviously, not Florida State, and you know what? I would argue not uh, not Washington. And the reason, that being, even though they're even though they're undefeated. They're not a big name university.
4: But they have a really, they have the highest and hopeful now. I mean, I i think they got to be in, I would think. You can't just take them away yeah, just because of the rating. I mean, yeah, you would think you logically. Yeah, yeah. They're going to get in. They've had the best uh, running program history. I mean, TCU made it in recently. So I don't think it's yeah. be popular. I think the problem with, I think that, that the ratings thing is going to be the problem with Florida State cuz they're missing their best player but like Washington's really kicking ass and and they have maybe the best player in college football so i think the committee's going to not not be upset at all letting them in maybe in you know, past, though i but, did
0: bring up this point though
4: i did bring up yeah. this point though uh,
0: it would be intriguing for headline purposes and i sort oh, yeah. of drew the comparison i sort of drew the comparison to when brady replaced uh, replaced Bledsoe due to injury, and then he ended up leading the Patriots to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl against the Rams. Uh, it would be intriguing for headline purposes if Florida State makes it to the national title with a third-string quarterback. I mean, could you imagine it the headlines?
4: It would be crazy. I, Again, but, and if they you know, know undefeated... And they're in the top four, and then they finally accomplish the mission of win their their conference championship tonight. We're going to actually make you – you're going to lose – you're going to go down in the rankings. It's like such a slap in the face to everyone who's a fan of Florida State, especially the players. Oh, I agree. It's it's a real catch-22. There's no really easy answer or soft way to let some of these players down. They're working their asses off for many years to get to that stage, and then – their leader goes down and then they get punished for that after he's already, it's, already, it's hard enough without him, and then they get punished by some people wearing suits that are deciding in a committee. <laughs> you know, it's like they put in a lot of work. I don't mean it to sounds too sappy, but it's true I, I mean right. whether we all agree or not I mean I think Florida State should get in if they, if they win this game it's just going to be ugly they're missing their worst their best players so it's, I don't, it's kind of unique. I don't know if you can punish them, though, and, like, say, hey, sorry, guys, you're missing your best player, so we're just not going to let you in. It's unfair to the whole the right. team. Right, right. It really is. So, And I'm not a Florida State fan. I've, I've been rooting for him, though, since he went down. kind of a cool story. They just refused to lose, so they're Still, They're still alive. You know, they're still undefeated.
0: But, you know, I, I said this during Lou's show earlier today, that uh, I was watching the – Alabama somehow defeats Georgia game, and they miraculously get into the uh, college football uh, playoff uh, by pulling by pulling a win out of their ass. Because you know that that happens basically. I didn't word it that way, but you know that's how it basically ha- – what's going to end up happening.
1: Because how do you like.
0: have a college
4: football playoff without Nick Saban? Yeah, and, and you, I mean, now you really can't argue it because they just beat Georgia. So yeah, they shaking my head. I, I'm saying yes, they should get in. They just deserved it. And that's why I, bl-
0: I that's why I believe too that Georgia gets in because okay, you're gonna you're gonna bring in you're gonna put Alabama in, but at the same time, you know Texas beat Alabama earlier this year, and yet Texas isn't gonna get in.
4: They need to make it eight yeah, somehow. But because there's right, it's such an know, argument to be made before. Imagine if this was in college basketball. Oh, Kansas! No, UConn. UConn would have never had a shot to win it all. It's like four teams. It's it's, it's the easiest logistics wise because of you know the length of the season, all that. I guess just too much with all the different bowls, but it makes it really hard because there's some teams that just deserve to get in that, that'll never have that shot. So right. Really you know no the, this to
0: brings win. up a this brings up an argument I presented earlier that they should expand the field to at least six or eight teams because we already have uh, for each, for each conference in the NFL, we already have seven teams per conference in the NFL. So if you're in, if you're in the college, you know, if you're in college football, how many teams have we seen go undefeated and end up not making it because they're not a big enough, a university name, which
4: Way too often, yeah, way too often, and I think it's I do root for some of the underdogs out there. So yeah, I just it it's kind of pissing me off. It really upsets the fans. And imagine again, imagine being those players, especially the seniors, if they go like undefeated and then they're just and then Saban somehow gets in. Uh, I think this year they have to deserve it, Alabama. But yeah, like you said before, Saban a lot of a few times, one or two losses, they get in, and there's always a couple teams that just that get screwed. There's no right. Yeah, make everyone happy in this, but yeah, it's got to be. I just don't know how they can expand it because it it would never fly in college basketball. I mean, they should have a playoffs, maybe shorten the season. I don't know the regular season, right? Because this system it's just it, it's very frustrating. I can only imagine if I'm like a student or a player or a parent of the player or an alumni at a couple of these schools. I, no, like Ohio State, they've had their fun in the sun. They lost the big game. They shouldn't get in. No. They look weird all year. Right. The quarterback isn't very good. So them, yeah. no. I I'm looking at Texas, yeah, really good team. If there's an expanded playoff, sure. But yeah, they're not they've never been top four all year, I don't think. Not 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 in a while. But there's so there's still like six viable six legit teams that all have a good uh argument, that have a good resume to say, Hey, we deserve it and they're like, Sorry, we only got four spots. So several teams are gonna get screwed. At least three or four teams. It's just really, uh... Yeah, and you no know, you to... go
0: back and you go back to Washington that, uh, as we've yes. said, they have a credit, you know, they have one of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft class, and they may find themselves on the outside because of the fact that they're not a big enough university. That'd be
4: outrageous. Okay, that, that would really
3: so be crappy. Yeah. Okay, so who is a big enough university? Alabama? <laughs>
4: Yeah, Alabama,
0: Alabama, Georgia, uh, you know yeah. Ohio State. If they if they if they were in a championship game and they won a championship game, I would have said Ohio State. Uh, yes. you know Michigan. Uh, usually, the big name you know the big name universities uh, more often get more uh, get more sway when it comes to deciding whether or not they're in the national uh, the, you know the college football playoff or not because. You know, a lot of people may not want to admit this, but the college football playoff,
4: all they care about is ratings. All they care about is ratings and what will make the NCAA money. Yeah. But I agree with you mostly, Steve. I'm just going to say, though, it, it, it is what it is. Like last year, though, TCU made it in. I, don't, I didn't really watch TCU at all through the years. They did make it in. So, right. I think like, if they made it, I mean, Washington has been awesome this year. I, I really think they, they have to get in, right? I mean, they're not. We're not talking about like a terrible team, a program. They've always been pretty darn good, right? Really. Like a t- that's the, the only point I would make, kind of going against that that belief. Like, I think they're they're a good enough program through the years, but because it's. But you're right. It's the teams that are like really good, but not the big names. They're always the underdog, and when there's a fifty-fifty chance, it, it normally goes to like Alabama or Ohio State which is not cool for those other schools. It's not right. It's not fair.
0: Right, but, I mean, let's, let's, just, let's just go back to last year's national title game, for example. You have TCU make it to the national title game. And this is partially why I believe that college football now may decide to, stray, may decide to stay away from some of those smaller schools making it in. Because, you know, TCU yeah. was so highly touted last year. And then what do they do when they get to the national title game? They completely shit the bed. They yeah. were like the frozen one. in place, basically.
3: Oh, they broke.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, they basically they basically choked. They basically choked on the big stage.
3: Yeah, you know, don't don't people uh, choke in the regular games too, not just the title games.
1: Yes, of course.
0: Yeah, they do. But at the same time, though, you know, when you're, uh, you know, when you take a look at the national or the college football playoff, you know, like I, like I said, you want to. You, you want to look at who will draw the most ratings. And that's yeah. partially why you take, a look at, you take a look at the teams who are in the top eight. Obviously, Oregon is eliminated because they lost to Washington. So right. you're not going to send a team in on, on a loss. The only exception to that would be Georgia, because they're the two-time defending national champions, and they just had a 29-win streak get snapped. So, and plus, not to mention, the NCAA is probably salivating at the idea right now of having
4: an yeah. SEC title game rematch. I'm going to call it right now. My, my, my four that I predict, not that I like, but I think that the people, you know, in the, in the jack of ties that are political at home, they like you just said, they're going to want Georgia and Alabama. That's perfect for all the ratings, all the money. And then I think Michigan Washington. I mean that's only four spots. Bama's going to get in now. Yeah, so, so how does,
0: I, I believe if defo- the numbers mm-hmm. if the numbers are correct, uh, whoever has won the SEC title game has never
4: not gotten in, and and they want that they want the rematch. So they'll probably and they'll probably make the ratings that way. So it's what is it one versus four and then two versus three, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. So they'll have probably Michigan will be one. They're the they're the highest undefeated team.
1: Yeah.
4: And then they'll set it up two and three. They'll put Washington four. No, they'll put Washington three. I don't know. I think Georgia and Alabama are definitely both going to get in because that Alabama winning today. So Alabama really screws it up <laughs> again for for a lot yeah. of teams. Well, Gavin strikes again.
0: Yeah, and, you know, the, like, like I said, like I said too, uh, you also look at Texas, uh, you know, Texas beat Alabama, but yet yeah, Texas isn't going to make it in. So yeah. it, it furthers the need, for it furthers the argument for an expansion of at least six or
4: maybe eight teams. Yeah. Yep. Can't make everyone happy in that scenario. Can't can't reward all those who are deserving of being rewarded with a spot. Not enough spots in the table for everyone. They're broken. Right. they had the right idea going to four, but it's not enough because it used to be two, which was really ridiculous. So they got to get closer to the NCAA hoops and at least expand. I like what you said, six or eight. Give the top two teams a buy. Make it six at least. Yeah,
0: I mean it's. It would also, like I said earlier uh, in the show tonight, it would also stop fans from bitching about any sort of controversy of who gets in (laughs) and who doesn't get in.
1: Yeah, not entirely. Not entirely. (laughs) Maybe
3: not entirely,
0: but it would lessen it. Maybe. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, Right now with Florida State, uh, now Florida State is tied with Louisville. Um, Even if Florida State somehow wins this, I just, I can't see them sneaking in as as the number four. I just, in order for them to sneak in, they would have had to beat Louisville convincingly. And they're struggling to even stay in this game right now. And I mean, obviously, Michigan's probably going to make it in, and the only reason being is because not only are they the number two rank right now, but they're facing an Iowa team that is only giving up an average of I think sixteen points per game, or something like that. Or it's it's a very it's a it's a relatively low number. I forget the the exact uh, um, the exact stat line of uh, of average per game. That Iowa has given up, but um yeah, yeah regardless, you know they definitely need a um, you know they definitely need an expansion, and I hope with uh with Marty Walsh uh officially taking over as the new uh president of the uh, or wait no is it no Marty Walsh is in the uh, National Hockey League uh, Players Association. Um, uh, Charlie Baker, the former uh, governor of Massachusetts, with him officially taking over as the president of the NCAA um, this season, maybe perhaps he will eventually institute a new uh, a new expansion. All right. Uh let's see here. Uh we do have one sort of controversy to talk about moving over to hockey for uh for a bit here. Um I forget if I covered this last week because we did end up having a uh, Thanksgiving show last week on very last minute. Um yeah. I forget if I covered this last week, but uh, Corey Perry of the Chicago Blackhawks no. uh, had his contract terminated this week by the Blackhawks organization uh, due to inappropriate conduct earlier this month. An investigation was uh, an investigation was uh, was brought on by the team um, he had missed the last couple of games due to uh some sort some sort of uh so, so, some sort of off the feet or off the ice uh incident that took place and there were a whole bunch of rumors that uh that he had gotten intimate i guess with uh one of his teammates mothers or something it's it's so it's so weird but uh, apparently, uh, he cleared up everything, and uh, he has said that he is seeking help for mental health and substance abuse uh, concerns. And I guess something happened when he was drunk at one of the uh, at one of the Blackhawks uh, one of the Blackhawks uh, team organized events, and apparently it shined a uh, a black light on the Blackhawks organization, and that's why. Uh, ultimately, he ended up being released uh, this week. But uh, he did release a statement in which he did say that he was uh, that he was embarrassed for his actions, uh, and he was also sickened by the impact of the speculation and rumors uh, that had floated around, including uh, him and uh, some okay. of his other teammates. Okay. And he made sure to clear up all that um and basically that he had been that he had entered himself uh into a mental health uh uh facility and substance abuse uh uh field to uh to help with his struggles with alcohol and everything. So uh needless to say yeah. that was all uh that was all cleared up this past week. Uh but I believe um let me check i believe we do have uh the man whom without his help uh we would not have these podcasts and i know i know damn well we uh i've been discussing with him uh some college football uh all day today uh how's it going jim hey jim well uh
2: it was going pretty good till the referees decided that the Iowa quarterback was not in a forward motion when he looked to me like he obviously was, and they just gave Michigan a, they just basically said, here, Michigan, here's your touchdown.
0: There we go. What did I, what did I say earlier? What did I say earlier before, before Jim came on? Didn't I say that the NCAA uh, prefer, prefers ratings? Obviously, yes. a touchdown for Iowa, or I, or I mean, uh, not a touchdown, but a positive, a positive thing going Iowa's way, would not fit the NCAA's narrative. They want ratings, and any
4: I mean, potential
0: if, if, possibility.
2: If, if you watch ahead, the replay, it's, if you watch the replay, his arm was
0: definitely
2: going forward to throw the ball when the ball came out. It wasn't like it was going back. He was definitely in a throwing motion. And I think originally they had even ruled it was incomplete. And then Harbaugh started fussing. And they went and looked at it. And all of a sudden, Michigan got it first and goal. And they scored on the first play. So, basically, they were handed seven points.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, you know obviously. Wait a minute, maybe I can maybe I can get a replay of it on uh, on uh, on Twitter. But um, obviously, you know that just. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Here's the replay. Here. Florida State just scored, too,
4: guys. Florida State just
0: scored. Uh, yeah, you know. It looks like Jim on that replay. It looks like he's starting. Go through the forward motion when the player makes contact. Yeah, uh,
2: you
0: know, I think that might have that might have been. I think Michigan I don't, got,
2: got I don't, a gift. I don't. Yeah, I don't think.
1: Yeah,
2: when you look at that. I don't think when you look at that, there's enough there to change it and say that's a fumble.
1: No.
4: Oh. oh, so, Jim, they reversed the initial call? They changed it?
2: Yeah, it was initially an incomplete pass.
4: Oh, yeah, that's 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 BS. And then, w- it's the, and uh, then
0: the, the referee actually blocked Iowa players from trying to recover the ball, too. Oh, come
2: on! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It. I mean, they obviously, They obviously. The referees obviously had said it's a pass. Wow! They're explaining. Yeah, it you now. know
0: that. Look that that right there. That right there, Jim, just, basic, just basically tells me that the NCAA does not want any potential chance. He was for Iowa. To if make you this look a at game. that, right.
2: if you look at that, Steve, if you look at that, you were talking about when the defensive player made contact. When the defensive player made contact, yes. with the hand in the ball, he was in a forward throwing position. He was throwing the ball. He was. Yes, he was. So that's not a fumble. That's incomplete.
4: Yeah. Hey, hey, Jim. It, it how looks like up, man? I, Real quick, for Jim, I I know Jim. College football runs through your veins, man. You're you're as passionate as anyone I know about it. You know a ton about college football. This pretty much Steve was talking about before, and I hopped on late. But I, I, right away, when I saw Bama Georgia, the result, I'm like, okay, they they're both in, right? Would you say they're both going to get in now? Well, Jennifer I don't, like I, I don't,
2: I don't. I've been, I've been talking with Steve about that all night. I've been talking with my son oh, about yeah. that all night. Um, I do, I, in my opinion, I think they both deserve to be, but I don't think they will be. Wow! And Steve, the way, the way, the way that my son and I ended up breaking it down, we say, okay, Michigan's in. There's no question. <laughs> Bama's yeah. Bama's going to be in Bama's going to be in because they won the SEC. The only right. loss was against Texas when early in the season when they Alabama hadn't even figured out who was supposed to be playing quarterback yet. So right. Texas Texas slipped up on them because Bama was still getting it together. And, but but yeah. I mean Texas got the win, so okay. So you got two there. You got you got Bama and you got Michigan. Now, the unfortunate part comes in with Florida State. They can do everything they were asked to do, win every uh-huh. game, win your, win your conference, win your championship game, and you don't get in because your quarterback's out. Even your backup quarterback's out. You're yeah. down to the third string.
4: That's a raw deal. It's punishing it the players.
2: but... It is, but the way me and my son looked at it, we were like, okay, all right, let's say Michigan and Bama are in. We pretty much agree on that. Now, you got Washington, you got Florida State, you got Texas. All right, can Washington beat Texas? No. No. Can Florida State right now beat Texas? No. Okay, so let's put Texas in. They're number three. Now, throw Georgia into it. Can Washington beat Georgia? No. Can Florida State beat Georgia? No. No. So why shouldn't it be Michigan, Bama, Texas, and Georgia? Ain't that the four best teams right now? Interesting. Can Washington beat any of those? Can Washington beat any of those four? Can Florida State beat any of those four?
4: I haven't seen enough of Texas, but I'm i, I I'm 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 on the Washington train just because I really like Pennix. I know it's kind of that softer that division. I know with like Oregon, I know the high paced offense yeah. can get smacked around by the tougher teams. Well, the, I, think the, the the out, I think the thing that
2: hurts like them. I think the thing that hurts them out there is is
4: the conference. Yeah. Day, I was about to say I do really like them But yeah you're right As far as like Physical and size You know they're kind of More of a finesse team Like Oregon But so they're just Built different So I don't know If they can hang With the big dogs I don't know You might be right I, I think yeah. you're probably right I just They just, I just they ran I, I the table
2: I don't think I don't think Washington can beat Georgia I don't think They can beat Bama I don't think They can beat yeah. Michigan I don't think They can beat Texas And I Fucking hate Texas I hate them <laughs> and I laid out a I laid out a good analysis today to Steve of why maybe Texas don't get in. I mean, they beat Kansas State thirty three thirty. They beat TCU twenty nine twenty six. 26 over TCU. They lose to Oklahoma. The reason Texas looks so yeah. damn good is is when they get a team down like they did today. They can be two minutes left, and they can have a 28-point lead, and them motherfuckers are still trying to throw touchdown passes to rub it in. (laughs) Yeah. That's why they look so good. But when you put them against somebody, they beat Kansas State by three. They beat TCU by three. They lost to Oklahoma. So, how? I mean, how good are they? They have a hell of a
4: rep. Yeah, Yeah, no, you're right. And we were talking right before you jumped in, Jim. I mean, jumped on. It, it, at the end of the day, it's like you can't satisfy everyone. And if there's six or seven teams, what can you do? You've got to expand the playoffs, right? Oh,
2: I, 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 and, I, and I told my, I told, I told my son that's the very same thing. I said, I can tell you out of all these questions that we don't have the answers for and nobody does, I've got the answer for one. Tomorrow, there are going to be a lot of fans pissed off. There are going to be a lot of fans mm-hmm. happy no matter what happens and that's why yep. you need more than four teams in it
4: yeah you could never even you could never even dream of doing stuff like this in the, in, in like college basketball for example four yeah. teams is not yeah i enough. mean
2: I, I mean college basketball had what 64 and then they add four more they got yeah. play in games i told St- I, steve did not tell you that today major league baseball NBA, NFL, yeah. they're trying to figure yeah. out how to bring more teams into the playoffs, more money. Yeah. They're not, they're not going with that's four what can, you about. Ima- can you imagine? Can you imagine if the NFL or the NBA right now and said the only teams get in are the teams that win their conferences? <laughs> yeah, <right.
0: laughs> you know, it, it just really. That's what really surprises me, and I wonder if Charlie Baker, the uh, new NCAA president, will eventually do this uh, and have them expand because um, the one thing I know about about Charlie Baker, I mean, obviously he's the former governor of Massachusetts, uh, but he's always been very big on college football. Uh, I would not be surprised if very soon down the line, maybe within the next couple of years or so, uh, They do have some sort of expansion. Oh, they're going to. A- a- am I am am up. I
2: wrong about this? I th- I think they've already voted on it. I think it's coming up. I think in the next couple of years. I think I think the number is twelve.
4: Actually, I think they're going to. Good. Now, the one thing that I, that I think, and I'm still learning a lot more about college. i got a ways to go. I'm more pro guy. But I, I'm, this, this season, officially, I've fallen in love. With, I've learned a lot more. So, what I'm seeing, though, out of the, the fans and some of the message boards and Twitter and everything, Jim and guys it's, and Diane and everything, I mean, the one obstacle they face might be because of money, because of all the Bulls. So, if they expand the playoffs, it'll take away from the Bulls. That's what I'm hearing. The Bulls might be the kind of the obstacle they're facing from expanding.
2: I mean, well, that a- once they expand, <laughs> once they expand the bowls, once they expand the bowls, it's going to generate more money. Because right now, with just four, oh. you've only really got three bowls that benefit. You go to twelve, you're going to have four or five bowls that benefit. Gotcha. Okay,
0: Jim, you're right. By the way, uh, starting with the twenty what? the twenty twenty four twenty twenty five season is when it'll be 12 teams. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. And see, I, okay. thought, I thought that was a really uh, – I thought that was an unusual number. I thought he – you know, it's – I mean, it's like simple math to me. You go to eight, you go down to four, you go down to two, you go down to one. Or you go to 16, you go down to eight, four, two, one. But they go to 12, yeah. and it's like, so y'all had all these options and y'all still fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: So it it says – it's but but the way, the way the way they've
2: said they're going to do it, it'll be twelve with four teams, which is what you would think of right now. Four teams getting first round buys.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's solid. And it would be I like, like number twelve. It would be like it would be like number yeah. twelve against yeah, number I, five, I, number eleven, and number six, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, that that can work.
2: That can work as long as you have 12 teams, like, you know, somebody's going to, like if they did that this season, somebody, somebody's going to bitch and raise hell, like, oh, my God, we're not a number four. We're Florida State. We're undefeated. <laughs> we're Washington. We're undefeated. Uh, and we're not a number four. But shut the hell up. You're in it. You know, when yeah. you're Oh, game.
0: my God. So, Michigan just fumbled it, and they just ruled it dead just now. They just ruled that progress was stopped as soon as Iowa recovered the ball.
2: Well, Michigan's in. Ain't no doubt Michigan's in.
0: Oh, Iowa fans I just, are pissed.
2: I just, I just don't know who the hell could have been dumb enough to take Iowa plus 23. Oh, let I me did. introduce myself. My, let me introduce myself. <laughs> My name is Jim.
4: <laughs> I'm Alex. I have a problem. I'm out. Guys, I took the oh, high high. Yeah. I'm in the same uh, struggle. I'm on the same struggle
3: bus as you, Jim. We're sharing the seats. I share. I
4: share. I'm in the same. Cl- We're in the same clown car together. We got two seats. Oh <laughs> we'll God. Yep. I took. I took
2: Iowa with 23. I took Florida State. I think they're minus two and a half.
4: I forget. So Iowa. Yeah, they like, are. Iowa's so, Alex, if particular. I if I've got if I've got
2: Florida State minus two and a half, they'll probably win by two.
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, Iowa. It's, it's remarkable. They literally cannot score against the high school team, and they have a real kick-ass, badass defense. It's just so, so I don't know how. Bad-ass. I
2: don't know how they win so many. I mean, oh, I don't. I don't know. I, Jim, Jim, I as mean I, told you earlier, if you, if, I mean, i earlier. I'm look, I look at Iowa, and I think, like, if you're an SEC, you're like a six, six, seven, five team. Yeah. You got to score Jim, some as points, I told, but
0: I guess in that conference, you don't. As I told to you earlier, Jim, they've had a couple, they've had a couple of games this season where Iowa kept giving the ball back to the opposition. By any means necessary, saying no. I don't want the. I don't want to score. Here, you have the ball, and then yeah. the other team's like, no, I don't want to score. You have the ball, and I was like, no, you don't understand. I don't want the ball. <laughs> it's, I mean, they had a whole bunch of like, like for example, they lost to Minnesota, twelve to ten. They beat Northwestern, ten to seven. They beat That's Wisconsin, their kind of game. fifteen to. Fifteen to six, they beat that's the, Illinois. Fifteen that's their, to thirteen.
2: That's their. That's their kind of games. That's what I was hoping for today when I saw that twenty-three point spread. I'm like, it's got to be closer yes. than that.
4: That's
0: what I
2: thought. Well, you know, they. Closed, I, mean, I think
0: they closed at twenty. Entering today's
4: game.
2: Well, that's that's because a lot of dumbasses like me and Alex jumped on Iowa.
4: (laughs) (laughs) My hand my hand is still (laughs) raised. Oh Yeah,
2: I started to make that my
4: lock. (laughs) Those big spreads. I'm those big spreads get me every time. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. They're getting smacked
2: (laughs) But I mean, I mean yeah, they got a great defense. I told you earlier tonight, Steve. Their their defense averages giving up 12.2 points a game. But what do they average yeah. for? Them? like 15? <laughs>
0: so bad. Uh, you know what? I will find that out right now. Um It ain't gonna be much. <laughs> hang
1: on. I will
4: I will find that I, I out was, right now. Iowa defensive
2: player, man. If I if I around. was a if I was a yeah, Iowa right. fan, I'd be very frustrated. I, I just I don't I, I don't like watching football like that. And I love to have yeah. great defense, but I I want to see some points. Yeah,
0: and it's totally 18 points obviously. per game. 18 points per game for the Iowa offense. Yeah, defense How
4: on
0: many? the field. 18. 18. 18 Pitiful. points for
2: offense, 12 for defense. Yes. yeah. And Michigan leads 20 to nothing. They're a field goal away from tying the spread. Come if on, I can just score a damn point, do something.
0: They can't get past <laughs> the 50-yard line. <laughs> In the meanwhile, though, Michigan, their defense is only giving up 10.3 per game. Yeah, well, yeah, and the thing is, they score a lot. <laughs> yeah, 37 uh 37.6 per game for uh for Michigan. Well, well, they were
2: in in our Pickem game, they were my preseason pick. I picked them to win the national
4: championship. That's true. Yeah.
0: And I don't know though. I, I kind of thought for some it, I kind
2: of thought it would I, come. I, I, I kind of thought it'd come down to them in Georgia, and they would get Georgia this time. But I, I don't. I don't think they're going to let Georgia get there. I don't think Georgia's going to be in it. I think it's going. I think it's going to be whoa. Whether it's right or not, I think it's going to be Michigan, Bama, Texas, and Washington.
0: I could definitely see the argument for Texas, but I I would just be so shocked if you have you have a two-time or uh a, a two-time reigning national title winner uh get their 29 win streak snapped today by only 3 points and yet they somehow go from number 1 uh and falling out of the top 4. I would be very surprised.
2: Well, I think it's going to happen. I think the way they'll seed it, I think it'll be one Michigan, two Washington, three Texas, four Bama. I think you're going to see Michigan against Bama. I think you're going to see Washington against Texas, which means all Michigan's got to do is get by Bama, and Michigan's
4: going to win it all.
2: Whoever wins the Michigan-Bama game is going to win it all because if – if Michigan wins, they're going to beat Texas or Washington, probably Texas. Yeah. If Bama wins, they're going to beat Washington, and if they get Texas in a rematch, they're going to beat the shit
0: out of them. And then if if uh, if Michigan wins, then Jim Harbaugh is going to jump immediately over to the NFL, fresh off of a uh,
4: of off of a national yep. title win. Yep. Yep. Hello, Chicago. Oh, my
2: God.
0: Uh, You know what? Uh, Speaking of the NFL, I want to get your thoughts, Jim, because we were talking earlier about the firing by Washington of uh, Jack Del Rio as their defensive coordinator. And despite them giving up, uh, you know, they're basically putting the blame of their blowout on Jack Del Rio, despite the fact that they got rid of two of their top uh, defensive players to begin with. And we know Del Rio, for his defense, is historically being good. And isn't it almost like, well, a defensive coordinator can only do the best with what he's given?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that, and and the other the sidebar to this is, um, no matter where he's he's ever been, or if he's head coach or a coordinator, I've always been a, a Del Rio fan. I've always thought he was a good coach. Yeah. I mean, in in the Washington situation. I mean it. I think it's kind of just needs to be blown up. I mean it started with ownership, and I don't have <laughs> nothing against Ron Rivera, but it it's like it's just out of whack there now, and it needs to needs to be a, a reboot. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I you know, like you said, you get rid of your your best players on defense. And now you got to throw other people out there, and it and it and it affects more than just your starters. It affects your rotation, who you're bringing in to give others a rest. You got third string guys out there trying to play to give a second string guy that's starting now a rest, and it it just it don't work. Not in the NFL, not not those kind of players. I don't think that's Del Rio's fault, and. Yeah, I mean, if if I was a general manager of an NFL team, it, it it wouldn't bother me at all to have Jack Del Rio on my staff in some kind of position. I don't know if I'd have him as defensive coordinator, but I'd have him. I think the best job for him is coaching the linebackers. I think that's where he excels. But. Um, I guess you know, they needed a scapegoat. Too. I, you know,
0: that's that's what I, I
2: guess they needed a scapegoat. I don't know. Yeah, and
0: not to yeah. mention they were they had the tenth they had the tenth ranked defense in the NFL last year, and I brought up the, I brought up the thing like, okay, why is he being made a scapegoat when yet Eric Bieniemy, who was supposed to be uh, he was praised for such a huge, high-powered offense in Kansas City all those years, and yet, uh, with him taking over as offensive coordinator this year, that offense has done jack shit the
4: entire season, but yeah. Jack Del Rio is getting all the blame. Yeah, Mahomes, you talk about players, though, over coaches. The coaches can only uh, play with the hands they're dealt with. He doesn't have Mahomes and Kelsey. So, it's a, coaching Sam yeah. hell is going to be a lot tougher than giving the cues and, and watching Mahomes drive the car.
2: I mean, coaches but. can
4: only do, I mean,
2: they have an impact. Don't get me wrong. They have an impact. But, like, right now, you're seeing it in Denver. Everyone was like, oh, my God, here comes Sean Payton. You got to yeah. have some players. I mean, Sean Payton's a hell of a coach, but. You think he's going to go out there and win eleven, twelve ball games this year? No. He not. ain't got the players.
0: Yeah, um, not with that team. When I,
2: I when I you. was when when I was growing up and I was raised, what I was taught about coaches, <laughs> the coaches that are really, really good are coaches that can take his players and beat your team. Or he can turn around and take your players and beat his team. So think about that when you're thinking about coaches every once in a while.
1: Yeah.
2: Speaking of uh, I mean, like when 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 you want when you, want, when you want, want to say a coach did such a great job and and they did this and that, look at it as. Well, could he have took that other team and beat his team? If you can say right. yes, you you got you. you found your coach. You found your coach. Yep. And there He's ain't the there ain't a lot of those guys. There's not a lot of those coaches.
0: Spe- speaking of uh, I mean, speaking of coaches, Jim, uh, what are, what are your thoughts on uh, on your hogs uh, bringing back uh, Petrino? I
2: love it. I love it. I was as much hell as he went through, and he deserved it. He shouldn't have been messing around. And actually, the whole truth of the whole thing back then was he didn't get fired for for what he did with the girl. He got fired because he lied to his athletic director. His athletic director asked him, point, like, just tell me the truth so I can help you out, and Bobby lied to him. That's why he got fired. But – as we go a year or two ahead, we find out that athletic, athletic director wasn't worth the shit. So um, I was always a Petrino fan. He, he had us, he had Arkansas not battling for SEC titles. He had them battling for national championships. He had them in the hunt for national championships. And, I mean, he put out great players that played in the NFL. Um, yeah. So, I, I'm glad he's back. And I, I think I, – I know he's happy. I mean, I'm, you know, from my connections with the school and everything, he's happy. He's happy to be there. And – let me let me squash if anybody's thinking this. Oh, Bobby's back because he knows like after four or five games they're going to fire Sam and then Bobby's going to be head coach. Bobby don't care about being head coach no more. He don't. Bobby don't care about being head coach at Arkansas again. That ain't what he's got in his mind to write off in the sunset that, wow, what a story. What happened to me at Arkansas and now I'm head coach. That's not in Bobby's mind. It's not. He's got a three-year contract as offense coordinator. Going to pay him 1. 1.5, 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7. That's a lot of damn money to call plays and recruit. And he's already got money. Yeah, yeah he's, he's already money. got money. He, he's already got a great job. You know, and, 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 the, and, and the thing is, he likes Sam. He likes to coach. He likes Sam. Yes. They coach together.
3: You're
2: right. yeah. um, Perfectly content. time. So he he is not coming back with the thought, I'm going to end up being head coach. At his age, he probably don't want to be a damn head coach again. So I think it will work out great because of that, because he's still one of the best offensive-minded coaches that's ever been in the game,
4: pro or college. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, you know. It's a great homecoming for Arkansas, of course. Like you said, he yeah, nailed oh, he, I mean, oh, my he God. He doesn't need the glory. Oh, my God. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't need the yeah. The, 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 program,
2: the program after this season, the program was so far down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you, then you make one hire. You make one hire. And you bring him back, and everybody's back on board like, okay, let's go get him now. We got Bobby back.
4: And there'll be a spike in recruiting. It'll help everyone.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, I, I was, I was definitely pleased with it. You know, um, and and the things that he has said since he's been back. I mean, he's been honest. You know, he said he had he had hoped for this for a long time, but he never thought it would ever actually be possible. But right. he just wanted to come back and try to make up for everything that happened and make it positive for the University of Arkansas. I mean, that's basically him. That's basically Bobby saying, I fucked up and I want to make up for it.
4: He's humble and he's grateful now. Yeah. I mean, how well, it already do me
2: a, out, uh... I think I told you, Steve. I think I told you, Steve, the way it all came about. He said he got a phone call one day. You know, of course Jimbo Fisher got and, and that's something else I'll tell you about in a minute about what he said about Jimbo Fisher. But uh said he got a phone call from Sam and uh he said, Hello, he's Bobby, this is Sam Pittman. I wanna know if we can uh we can have a conversation and Bobby said, Sure, Sam. Um When you want to talk, and he said they talked about a little bit and set up a time where they would they could call and talk to each other and wouldn't be interrupted. He said when he hung up, he started thinking, "Is this really happening? Is he is he calling me for what I hope he's calling me for?" And he said that's how it happened. He said Sam just called and wanted to talk and. He said they they set a set a time they set aside a time, and they talked later that night. And he said, "Damn, yeah, it's gonna happen." Um, but then the whole the thing about him and Jimbo Fisher at A and M, um, they asked him what kind of offense he gonna run Arkansas. He said, <laughs> "I'm gonna run what I've always run, what I know to run that works." He said, "Yeah." It was so frustrating, so frustrating at A and M because I would put this stuff in, and then Jimbo would come back and say, "Well, you need, we need to do it this way, and we need to call it this, we need to call it that." And he said, "I just went to bed every night wondering what the fuck with this terminology shit." <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh my god! What well, was that?
2: So there, there's a little insight about Jimbo Fisher at A and M. Bobby was like, "What the
0: fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh a score update: uh, Florida State, uh, their lead has been cut down to four. Now it's ten to six, Florida State. So uh, are they in? Are they in? The, know, the,
2: are I, I they in her. the seventh? Steve, are they in the seventh or
0: eighth inning? Seven. Ah, uh, they are. Bottom. Yeah, I would say probably bottom six, if anything.
3: Yeah. They,
0: they're they're in they're
4: in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Florida State starter, uh Glenn, the quarterback, looks like he's about twelve years old. He's eight for nineteen for uh, fifty five massive yards. Jesus. Yeah. I mean,
0: I feel bad w- for him being a freshman, but come on. I know. It's like,
4: yeah, you know, they're correct. basically
0: running the ball. They're running the ball it's every current... single
4: play. It's Zach Wilson got a new job. He resurfaced in, in, as a seminal. Yeah, eight for 19, Jeez.
1: 55 yards. You know
0: speaking of be- speaking of baseball, we were talking about uh, – J- Jim brought up uh, brought up how, uh, what inning they're in. Um Jim, let's get your thoughts. Let's get everybody's thoughts on Shohei Ohtani. Apparently, the sweepstakes is down to four teams remaining, uh, and it sounds like a decision could potentially be made, maybe potentially tomorrow, uh, down to the Dodgers, the Angels, the Blue Jays, and the Cubs for Shohei Ohtani.
1: What about the Mets? Uh, Mets are out.
2: all right, well, I posted this in, in Whispers, uh, Sports Whispers today, that yeah. from day one when he became a free agent, I said it would be the Dodgers. They weren't gonna let nobody out bid yeah. the Dodgers and Los Angeles, big LA, uh, to take him away from crosstown uh Angels. So I'm sticking with that that if he does not stay put, he'll go to the Dodgers. And like I told you today, Steve, I actually think it would be good for baseball if he stayed with the Angels and we had a big-name free agent like him decide to stay and not leave.
0: Also, this would have a bigger impact, too, because – this would also mean that Mike Trout would be staying as well in LA instead of them selling off Trout. But the other no. question,
2: the other question this opens up, Steve, is, is, is something else we talked about today, and Alex, I guarantee yeah. you, you're going to agree with me about this. I guarantee you. What's that? I'm all ears. Are you gonna are you gonna if all right, you're Alex, you're the general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. Yep. And I and I picked them for a reason. Cause I <laughs> but any team, any team, you're GM of any team and you're trying to put together a, a, a winning product for next season, do you wanna go spend 500 or 550 million dollars on for uh, one player or do you want to be able to have that much money and maybe be able to sign six seven eight players and fill a whole lot of spots
4: yeah or two or three awesome arms like yamamoto and someone else yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense for them they're already pop hit heavy and hitting and Otani ain't doing any pitching anytime soon. Makes no sense for, for Phillies and a number of other teams. I mean, it's far, and then back to Anaheim too, Jim. I mean, there's no way in hell he's staying there. His, his marketability yeah. is going to be sky high. Hollywood, Hollywood, the bright lights, you know, come on. Hollywood, Otani, it's like a storybook. a straight out of a movie. Uh, he's got to be bound to L.A. No way on Anaheim he's been losing there. That wants out. They don't know how to sign a, a pitcher that can throw a, a, a strike. He's not he's not wasting away anymore in Anaheim, but he loves the warm weather. I get closer to his home his home country too, West Coast. Um, I think he's probably just bluffing with the other teams to drive up the price because he's got he's got a blank check. He can his agent can name the price the contract that they get from the Dodgers. You know what I mean? I think they're just playing around with the other teams to to get the Dodgers to offer even more money every minute. I, I think he's going to LA. Yeah, I cool. totally agree with you, Jim. I totally agree with you. I think he's Dodger bound.
2: Yeah, and and the other thing but here and here's something that that everyone's kind of washing over and it it's kind of different because of the type of player he is. I mean, he's he's somebody that can pitch and he's a great hitter. But yeah. He's having he's having uh Tommy John surgery you don't know how well he's going to come back and pitch. Are you, are you signing him, giving him the money, thinking he's going to win you 16, 18 ball games pitching, plus hit you 40, 50 home runs? Are you going right. to sign him thinking, okay, we're not going to worry about the pitching? Maybe he can't pitch anymore. We're going to pay you what you're going to be for a regular player, like an Aaron Judge or somebody like that, which should drive the price down. But in his situation, the advantage he has is the unknown. He can say, oh, I'm going to be fine. Uh, You know, I'll I'll win 16, 17 games when I can pitch again. What do you do as the the guy in control signing the players – um how much are you thinking about the pitching as opposed to just you may be signing just a DH because he really ain't played the outfield much.
4: Well you can't force him to you can't force him to go back to pitching, but I would really damn well hope that he would be I'd I'd be talking about it to him and his his uh, you know, market his agent. You know, he's twice the player when he pitches. So and that's also a reason why he's getting five a lot more than Judge, because Judge is right on par with him hitting wise. It's the pitching element that that drives his market through the roof, you know, it's making him the biggest free agent I guess ever. So I would think that that would wouldn't you guys would you guys want him to that uh, I damn well yeah, want him? of, co- pitch of course, course you would. Yeah, of course you would
2: years. want it. Of course you yeah. would want him to pitch. But when you can forget about his hitting, okay. Forget about his hitting. Just consider him as a pitcher. With what he's done so far, he's not a 20-game winner. He does he, he does have great stats, right. but he's not a 20-game winner. Um, and he just had surgery, major surgery, and he can't pitch at all next season. He can't pitch again until 2025. How much money are you going to pay a guy like that just on that?
4: <laughs> That's for that blank check. I mean, you know who would have, you wouldn't know who would have given him a dollar or more of whatever the Dodgers offered? George Steinbrenner, not his son now. But, like, the Yankees back in the day would have backed up the Brinks truck for him. I think right now the Dodgers are literally just going to give him whatever he wants to come to L.A. Yeah, I and I think I yeah.
2: think they're the only. I think they're the only team that will.
4: Whatever you want.
2: I don't think I don't think the other teams are going to get involved in that, and they're going to say, "You want him that bad? Go ahead and get him, because we we see what what you end up doing. You spend a lot of money, and you usually don't win." Yeah, I'll tell you
0: too Joel- with the. Uh, with the That's money the that uh, you know, you brought you brought this up, uh, Jim, um, when you yeah. asked if you were the GM of a certain team. Uh, you know, look at the Red Sox, for example, who you know he had uh, Shohei Otani has a relationship with the with the uh, the president of uh, of New Balance, which is based out of Boston, right. and you know a lot of people right. thought that Boston would be involved. Uh, in the discussions, but partially well, because he, of that,
2: he he's also made statements that he was very fond of Boston and Fenway.
4: Yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah, but from, yep.
0: from what they said, though, from what they said, though, that uh, <laughs> that Boston was one of those teams that checked in with every free agent starter to generate what the market would look like for uh, for themselves. And now they've supposedly moved on from Shohei and they would rather take that money, like you said, and spend it on other people. Like say, say they were to sign both Yamamoto and Montgomery or Montgomery and Snell, for example.
3: Yeah. You know, if
0: they want to make a splash like that, upgrade. Now, obviously, getting Otani would be a huge deal, but they need pitching right now more than they need hitting. Because their hitting was still among the tops in uh, in the American League last year.
2: Yeah, and yeah. they have they have young players coming up that are going to be able to hit. They've got more hitters. Boston's got a lot right. of hitters. They need pitching. And and I mean that's a, that's so, a very yeah. very fair point as to what I was saying is, all. Uh, you wanna throw kind of money to this guy who can't even pitch next season and you're not I mean, you think he'll be okay the next season, but you're not a hundred percent. You don't know. You know how he's gonna bounce back from the surgery. Yeah, um good right. pitching
4: good pitching. Good or hitting or and would you rather
2: spend this money would you rather spend this money right now and go sign two, maybe three quality starters or maybe two starters and a reliever? And uh, maybe another bat somewhere else. I mean, there's a lot you could do with your team instead of throwing all that money on one guy and saying we're putting all our hopes into this person right here. And, damn, we still need a pitcher or two.
4: And, you know, we are right. still going to need a pitcher or two opening day. Yeah. If he ends up as a Dodger, the Dodgers still need that pitch. He's still not going to be able to pitch for them next year. The Dodgers had terrible yeah. starting pitchers this year. Yeah. Kershaw, the, in the, the, ring. the the lights are going down on They're, going off on Kershaw's career. Arias got domestic yeah. charges; he's gone. Uh, I, I can't even name. Them. Gonsolin was injured. There's four or five starters that were Kurt Kershaw,
2: Kershaw, as good as he's been, he's about had it, and you and you and you know he's going to get hurt, and he's only going to be part time.
4: Yeah. They still haven't solved their pitching woes, but I yeah, I think man, I think he's going to go to LA, just playing those other teams. And I mean,
2: that's the other question about him. Look, I ain't knocking the guy. He he's a he's a one of a lifetime talent, but it, the question comes: to, Is he basically just a DH? because yeah. what he don't even play the he he don't even, he don't even play the
0: outfield.
4: Paying him like almost yeah, yeah. Paying him like five a couple hundred grand in a bat almost, not that but it's it's crazy, just for a DH five hundred million, we'll see what the contract is it might even be more, insane.
2: I mean I I, yeah, and, I I can't I I can't even remember ever seeing him play, on the field all I've known him to do is pitch and
4: DH. Wow. Get <laughs> some five hundred million dollars. I'm giving him a glove. He's playing somewhere out, <laughs> out there. Yeah, right. I, th- I think the other,
0: the other position I remember him. I think is in the outfield.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's shagging balls in season in, in spring training, right away. Show hey, get out there, buddy. <laughs> You're not the agent. <laughs> earn that. Earn your keep. Earn that money. <laughs> Not necessarily sure. But, but I, low, but I will even. say this. I
2: will say this for him. I will say that some Mitch can hit. He can really hit.
4: <laughs> and I know no, all different yeah. I mean, Steve, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, because we were actually, but, and Lou, oh, yeah. I think you were part of it too. But we we're we we're kicking around the idea. We we don't know if we've seen him field as a as a position player, but. I just know watching him athletically, he'd be an outstanding fielder wherever you put him. The guy is a graceful athlete like no other. I mean, he he just moves like he's just better a better athlete than anyone else on the field from what I've seen, man. I'm sure he could be an awesome right fielder, left fielder, you know, somewhere like that, like a corner outfield. By, by uh, the way, I uh, Lou, you,
0: uh, you mentioned – Uh, Lou Lou mentioned the Mets uh, Potentially with Otani Uh, They moved on from Otani But it looks like the Mets Mm. uh, Along with the Red Sox Are the two favorites to sign Yamamoto According to uh, Pete Abraham of the Boston Globe I I, I
2: don't There's another guy Another guy there's a lot of talk around I don't understand it because You're going to have to give up two or three good players and two or three great prospects to get a guy that contracts about to run out. I mean, why is there so much interest in Juan Soto? I mean, Yankees, I- you're going to get the guy for one year and give up, you're going to give up two or three starters and, and half your farm system. Come on. Well,
4: I mean, yeah. the thinking for the Yankees would be if, if they can get some sort of guarantee that he'll stick around. And apparently he wants to, he has, uh, I don't know if it's relatives. He likes the New York area a lot. So Mets are acting too cheap, but I think the Yankees are definitely going to be in on him. You know, with the idea he would sign long-term. Yeah.
2: If I, if I was oh. a GM, if I was a GM, I would shift my attention to Cody Bellinger. Okay. I it. believe That's
0: the Yankees right. are in on Bellinger, too.
1: Yes, they are. Yep, they are.
0: But uh, th- as far as Soto goes, apparently the talks have stalled with the Yankees because basically the Padres are asking for almost all of the Yankees' ba- prospects, essentially, for yeah,
2: well, ba- basic Basically, San Diego's asking. Uh, Brian Cashman called said, okay, uh, what, what, what y'all want for Soto? And uh, the Padres say, uh how your about farm. your triple how about your triple a roster yeah
4: yeah yeah and a couple million <laughs> yeah like give us give us a king essentially it's the broadway tickets and their farm just <laughs> your whole farm then i mean you know
2: what's going to happen what's going to happen is nobody's going to take him in san diego and be stuck with him
0: you know to well, be there's... to be perfectly honest uh, there's a hell of a lot more teams that would be able to offer a better deal than the Yankees uh, right now with
4: their prospects, but can they sign them long term? Yeah, but what do you, what but, do you want? To but but is
2: it a team? But but like Alex said about signing an extension, is there a team that he would go to other than somebody like the Yankees or the Dodgers True. or the Red Sox or the Rangers? Is there somewhere a Giants or Braves? Is somewhere he would go that he would sign an extension with? Because there's not that many elite teams now that that guys would just say, "Okay, I'll yeah, I'll sign. I'll you know if you trade and get me, I'll, I'll give you five, six, seven years." They don't want to do that now. Yeah, and yeah. They might, might would do it. That they might would do it for certain teams like the Dodgers, the Giants, the Braves, Houston, Boston, the Yankees. But there's not a lot of, lot of teams that guys would do that for. Right. I mean, are you going to – maybe maybe St. Louis you might could throw them into it maybe the Cubs but are you going to i mean oh, well, the Cubs you do need Best to replace Bellinger and, and you got i mean yeah. you got to put the Phillies in it but i don't think the Phillies give a shit yeah. about Soto. so
0: no no they would rather go for um oh god i'm uh, uh they're they're trying to go for Trout
2: well i can't I can't knock that I can't knock it. He's a hometown boy, and he's if he's healthy he's still good. The problem with Mike is he stays hurt mm-hmm. so damn much
0: <laughs> yeah that's obviously but
2: when when uh, healthy that's obviously the when, healthy, when healthy when healthy he's still one of the best
0: yeah and you know the one big thing is apparently not only is he a philly uh um you know not not only is he a resident of philadelphia but i i guess apparently he's uh he's real good friends with uh with bryce harper apparently which that uh is apparently a huge uh, a huge draw for him supposedly yeah i heard that too.
4: Interesting offseason, man. A lot of big names out there. I just I
2: I, I just I don't think and and this is unfortunate for Trout because I don't think the Angels understand how to create a competitive team anymore. And I
3: don't
2: I, I don't think they're gonna ever let him leave. So Nah. Um It's unfortunate for him, but – and what's even worse, like I said, I don't think they understand how to build a team around him where they can compete. So, it's going to probably always be where Mike is one of these guys that puts up great numbers, draws a lot of fans, sells a lot of merchandise, and he never makes the playoffs, never gets to the World Series.
4: Yeah. Uh, See, was this the Steve, was this the spread started?
2: on Michigan? Was oh, this yeah. on agree. Michigan exactly twenty-three? Yep. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: that's sports what Whisper.
4: it was. But uh,
0: yep. they said that they closed. They said that. Uh, no, according no, to I'm ESPN, about it Closed in, at twenty. I'm
2: I'm I'm talking about in our game. It was twenty-three.
0: Yeah. Yes, it was yeah. twenty-three. We're pushing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Alex, we in trouble.
0: <laughs> well no, we're with to push. We sure are. Well, not, I know that's enough.
2: what I'm hoping. I'm hoping, but they're throwing a the damn ball like they're trying to score again, and trying instead uh, of trying to run the clock out.
4: I, I think on the Angels' point, Jim and I mean that they proved out inept and just really clueless there on how to build a team. Like Jim was saying, I mean, remember when they, they broke the bank, they said, we we got our best player in the game. We're going to surround him with talent. And they gave, what, 200-something million to Anthony Rendon. And the guy's played, like, half of every season since. He's been a yeah. complete yeah. yeah, and they've never, they've never signed a good starter. And then last year, they're going all in, and they're adding, like, DJ Cron, Randall Gritchuk. They added, like, the 2015 Rockies you know, these washed-up players. They just don't know what they're well, doing Well, they and added all these po- – yeah. Otani's like, get me out of everyone, here. Everyone
2: well, – they first off – they first off, they started selling. They were, like, doing what everybody thought. You know, you're out of it. You're going to sell. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, that's going to tell Otani that they don't want to compete. Then all of a sudden they start signing these scrubs. And it's <laughs> like – They had, like, ten guys. What, that what had the been hell like are tough. they
0: doing?
4: Yeah, Mastakis, what, what are they yeah,
2: doing? They're, like, trading, they're trading. good players and signing scrubs.
4: Moustakis. Yeah, they had like a 2015 supporting catch for Otani. <laughs> like they added all these random guys, <laughs> just totally blew up. And not just Ot- Otani's getting in the next that, flight out of here.
0: And not just that, but then after uh, after the trade deadline goes by, they decide, oh, there were there were a couple of people here we could have sold. But, so no, instead, let's just put them all onto waivers and allow teams to claim yeah. them well, we could have just <laughs> sold them. I
2: yeah, I don't know who's running things out there. And I don't – you know, it, it makes the GM look stupid. So, either it's a bad GM or the owner is telling him what to do. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's what happens in Boston – you know, it's the GM, just the blame, but it comes from ownership. It don't come from the GM; it comes from ownership. So,
4: right, yeah, just that's right with that guy's legacy and and how how massive he is worldwide. I mean, Otani and his, especially his age and his team of people that he's with, his reps or whatever. There's no way they're letting him kind of languish in in Anaheim. They want the bright lights. I mean, he wanted. He wanted. By the, the, the way, the. He's gonna to go to LA. The Blue Jays,
0: the, the Blue Jays are apparently in on
4: Soto as well, as well as Otani. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Lefty bat with Bo and uh, Guerrero. Yeah, yeah that could be interesting. Well, Needless to think, say, I
0: it think, looks like they're they're trying to make a splash.
2: I, well, I and I think the other side of that is the Blue Jays are ready to part with. Yeah. A couple of players that you wouldn't think they're ready to part with.
0: Huh. well, that would be very telling. Especially, oh, I mean, they have experimented with a couple of people over the last I know, couple of I years. Know,
4: I know, I know. One of them is Biggio. Yeah,
0: yeah that's not
4: many, a surprise. Kind of honestly, a no. really come up short.
2: And. And this one, this one would be surprising, but from what from what I've heard or understand, um, Guerrero really. Yep.
1: Wow.
0: I didn't think that they'd move on from Vlad.
2: Yep that 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 was the two big names was Biggio and 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 Vlad.
0: They're ready to I move. I mean home. I kind of understand I kind of understand Biggio considering his numbers, but he's he's, he's good. Uh here hard. we go, Jim. Yep. Here we go, Jim.
4: Uh it's not looking good nice. for you right now.
0: Of course it's not.
4: At the thirty And there play. it is. Oh well. I didn't bet real money, I bet Sports Whistler's money. <laughs> oh, made
2: it from fifty. <laughs> okay. I like, I like that, uh, Alex. That's a good
4: turn. I, I love, I love sports whispers, <laughs> but it's not uh, linked. It's not linked to my Wells Fargo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's good.
4: I did toss a couple of pesos on the Seminoles. Uh, they're they're somehow they're thirteen to six. They're winning. Well, I've got them
2: too, but. <laughs> I may I may get a point that it looks like I'm all right. Looks like I'm going to lose on Tulane. I'm going to lose on Iowa, and I'm going to win on Florida State. So I need I need some good action tomorrow in the NFL. i
4: would be getting slammed. <laughs> oh, it does uh, it does negate
0: it does negate Tim Gross's win from earlier today with Alabama.
4: So, but what do you?
0: What do you think,
2: uh, you, do you, Alex, Alex? Alex,
0: yeah.
2: Alex, what do you think tomorrow? Uh,
4: Colts at Titans. I took the, I, I didn't bet on that, but I, I think I took, I meant to take it on the, on my sports whispers. I kind of yeah. like the Titans with Will Levitt at home. Colts are like a fun story with Minshew, but they're not very good. They're missing Jonathan Taylor. I think Titans got the edge being at home. That's a one Yeah, game. yeah the, the, the
2: game, the, the game is at Tennessee. And like they're Tennessee, getting yeah. a point. They're getting a point. That, that point. was my lot. So I, uh, my Tennessee, lock I has like, been saving me. Every, I, I, I think I've hit, like, three or four straight locks. I need that yeah, I lock mean, tomorrow. I need them two points.
4: Tennessee's got a hotshot rookie quarterback, and they're at home. they got a, you know, grable, good defense. And the Colts are really nothing to write home about. Yeah, Tennessee definitely. they got the edge. I'll tell you one thing. My much.
0: lock, though, my, my lock, though, uh The LA Chargers. If you want a if you want a easy pick, (laughs) the Chargers going to destroy uh my New England Patriots because uh number one, the only thing that the Chargers have going against them is they have a brain dead head coach in Brandon Staley. But as long as they have a good enough lead Staley should not be able to fuck it up. It's gonna be cold.
4: Well, I don't see, might see like
0: a here here,
2: here here is the difference in us. Here's the difference in us. Uh I know New England sucks. And that's my team. I know yeah. they suck. We do. But if i if I can get six at home, I'm taking it.
4: Yeah? They've been playing tough at home all year. They, don't, they they should have probably beaten the Eagles early on in the year. The Pats they play great defense. Yeah. They're at home. Yeah, and think about it. Yeah, I, Gemma, I, I mean, I'm
2: thinking. That, I'm thinking even even if I mean, and the Chargers they're turnover prone. I'm, I'm thinking.
4: Terrible defense.
2: I'm thinking maybe twenty to seventeen something like that.
4: Yeah, they pass and cover. And the Chargers are traveling, so it's a 10 a.m. start. West Coast, they're going to be a little tired. Warm-weather team playing in New England, cold weather. So there's a lot of variables that are saying, hey, the pass might be close. There is one one problem, though.
0: The Patriots do not have any receivers.
2: (laughs) No, that's not the problem. Steve, Steve, that's not the problem. The problem is the one problem New England has with plus six, is I took them.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what I like to say. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> kiss When I take too much, to kiss the death. Take the opposite. <laughs> that that says oh, uh, Parker. Alex. I,
2: Alex. I, Alex. <laughs> I've always thought about that. I've always thought like, okay, if I'm gonna pick six games, yeah, I'm gonna write down who I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick, and then I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna pick. The opposite way on all six, and I bet I'll do better. But you know, my yeah, damn sure. luck, my damn luck, Alex, is I would have hit all six.
4: Yeah, right, that's excellent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was getting, I was, hey, Jim, I was not doing well. Uh, I was not doing well on some of the bets, and I've been riding hurts. They got lucky as hell against the Bills, but tomorrow I'm not touching that. The Niners are going to be pissed off. That's going to be a dogfight, man.
2: That man, yeah. I can't wait to see that game. I cannot I'm wait to see that one. game.
4: I've been riding the Eagles, though, man. The Hurts is what fourteen and zero against five hundred teams. What automatic? The automatic that, what,
2: what's the spread three. on that? Three.
4: Eagles are getting three. I, three. I, I, I want it, They've been a money three. making machine, the Eagles, but the Niners are the one team right now. I, not touching I, that. I think I,
2: Steve. I think i pre- I think I took Philly plus three. I think that's
1: one of my
4: picks.
0: I think it's the uh, Philly. Yes, you did.
4: Just the Niners, man. They're going to be pissed. And the Eagles could be exhausted. They're that's a little true. bit injured. Eagles were in overtime late last Sunday. Niners. Yeah, are but you're at
2: home. You're 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 at home. You're against the Niners. Come on. Getting getting points. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> underdog at home, the Eagles are like what? And, yeah,
2: and and they're yeah. telling you you're an underdog. Come on, that if that don't fire up Philly,
4: yeah, it's Jalen Hurts versus uh, Purdy. Average, pal. Purdy. Average. So they got the edge in quarterback. We'll see. Hey, Jim, I want to get your
0: thoughts on a couple of wrestling topics
4: because, nice. uh, okay.
0: we kind of we kind of discussed this last week. Um, when it took, when, well, actually, uh, I believe you said that uh, that you were watching it on delay, I think. Um, but in Chicago, we saw the return, and actually, uh, I reacted to this right here on the podcast as it happened. Um, when hell essentially froze over, and the WWE brought in CM Punk. And I remember we had this huge discussion last week over uh, j- just basically over how much of a huge mistake it could potentially be for the WWE to go and do that. Uh, apparently, he has a behavior clause in his new contract was, with yeah, the WWE. I was,
2: was going to bring, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up because that was one of the things I did not consider when all this was going on. I was like, "What are you thinking, Hunter?" And then when I heard the possibility of this uh, this clause in the contract, I was like, "Okay, they covered their ass, so it, it's okay." Yeah.
0: Yep, but uh, I mean, his return has drawn. I I believe they said that it set records uh, for viewership uh, uh, on all their social media platforms. Uh, I think they wow. said, they said the number is up to like ninety one million views across all social media platforms.
4: Well, uh,
2: wow!
0: Not to mention let, the reaction let, he let, got. Let.
2: Let me break it down to you very simple. I have never seen someone in that industry do so much with so little to offer that yeah. he has. Because to me, he's nothing. He's, he's. I mean, he's not that great in the ring. He's He's average, a little better than average. He's good on the mic, but I mean if, if I'm tuning in the show, he's not believable to me. Cody Rhodes is more believable. He's in better shape. He can talk. I, Punk just somehow has this fan base that thinks he walks on water. I don't know. I I just I don't see yeah. it. His, his the best thing he offers is his mic skills. He ain't that great in the ring. He's not that great and he's older now. Which which means he's not as good as he was back then. So,
0: yeah, right. he's 45.
2: He does. He does have the name and the reputation and it still sells. So it works for him. But as far as Talent wise, to me, he's just not that impressive.
0: No. Oh my God, Harbaugh escaped the. Uh, he escaped the Gatorade shower.
2: <laughs> they covered um, by three. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, but yeah,
2: son so, of you know, I
0: think I think a big I think a big thing with him is the fact that when he he's most known for airing the WWE's dirty laundry uh live <laughs> on television when he did that yeah. whole that whole pipe bomb segment where yeah
2: he was basically got, going if he, against if he's got that clause in his contract now that he can't do that again and even if he yeah. did do it again Hunter would fire him on the spot
0: Probably, yeah. But you know, but well, it wouldn't my be. It wouldn't be no that, probably. It
2: it wouldn't be no probably. I mean, they just have a working relationship. Hunter don't give a right. shit about him. He don't like him. Yeah. It, it's business. It's business. Right. He knew it would so, hurt I, you AEW. Like- he knew it yeah. would hurt AEW. He knew Tony would cry.
0: And Tony did. He actually threw a little a little silent temper tantrum by having his entire uh, locker room uh, write out tweets about how uh, about how united the locker room is. Apparently, the the, the same exact <laughs> night that CM Punk returned. Well, now
2: now that now that Punk's gone, Khan is in love with with uh, Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah, oh, because
0: Dan- Daniel Bryan is now on, he was on the committee that fired Punk. I mean, exactly. isn't, that, isn't so, that kind of like inmates running the asylum, Jim? Like, if you want to be a successful company, you can't be having the inmates run the, you can't have the inmates running the asylum. <laughs>
2: yeah. you, have have a, and,
0: you have to have, and you have to have an Punk, independent third party.
2: And when Punk came back, he made a very, definite statement aimed right at Tony when he came back. He said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. That was aimed right at Tony, because all Tony wants is to be friends with the talent and be one of the talent. He wants to be a wrestler. He wants to be a star. Bingo. (laughs) Tony... Tony yep. hadn't figured out. Tony hadn't figured out I'm the boss. I need to run the company and do what's best. Tony's like, Oh, I wanna hang out with you. I wanna hang out with you. I wanna hang out with you.
0: I mean, hell, why do you think he brought in Rick Flair? Rick yeah, Flair. What did is... Rick what did Rick
2: what did Rick reward him with? What did Rick tell the fans the other night? About the women. Did you see that? Rick, Rick, and and they'll edit it out. It'll never air. They'll edit it out. But Rick was telling the crowd, I I forget the exact ages, but it was like, all you women between ages of 22 and 28 without your husbands show up at my hotel tonight. Mm Woo! Okay. And what what is this? Something yeah. that's like seventy five years old.
4: Got that Viagra going.
0: Uh, he's getting close if he isn't already.
4: They, yeah, what? he
0: is seventy four. Damn, I was close,
2: <laughs> Alex. <laughs> yeah, you almost hit it, like Iowa. Yeah, I know. We've we said that one. up years. 70, <laughs> 74, a hot guy for 74
0: years old. You know, he, he's he's basically turning uh Tony Khan is, is basically turning AEW into the new age WCW. Let Allowing the you to Steve. run the asylum. Let, let me ask let, let me ask you
2: something, Steve, that's a that's kind of a horror thought to me. It's a horror thought, but it's something I think Tony Khan might would do. But this, this, yeah, this would be this would be a, a horrible, horrific thought for me. The Sting's final match against Flair at age seventy five reminiscing about going back to the same city, the same two people, what, freaking half a century ago? Is Con, is that what Khan is aiming at? Is this going to be Flair against Sting?
0: No, they said, uh, he said that Flair will be in Sting's corner. Uh, okay. I think. All right, so who's going to be the I mean, opponent? Uh, I mean, I know Sting Daniel has Bryan? had issues with Jeff Jarrett. I know Sting has had issues with Jeff Jarrett uh, and
2: Jay. Yeah, but Jarrett. Yeah, but they've already used Jarrett in that kind of that kind of role. I think it'll be I think it'll be Jericho or Daniel Bryan. Could be Bryan because I can I can see I can see Jeff. I can see I can see Chris Jericho backstage right now, jumping up and down, bouncing up and down on both, both feet. Tony, 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 Tony. Let me beat Sting in his last match. Come on, Tony. Let me beat Sting. Let me beat Sting.
0: I'll tell you one thing. It won't be MJF because uh, I have a feeling yeah. he might be dropping the belt soon. He has a torn labrum.
2: I mean oh, that just hallelujah. that just that just shouts out Jericho to me, wanting to pick up the little, the little rub. You know that's that's Jericho. Jericho don't give <laughs> a fuck about nobody in the business but Jericho. Guys, I got to
4: scoot. Yeah, Jim, I always great you. catching up. Always great hearing from you, Jim and uh, Stephen. You too, to Alex. Good, good, good yeah. to hear you tonight, Alex. Good talk to you. Always, oh, always my pleasure. All right, boys. I'll, yeah. I'll catch up with you next week for sure, guys. All right, all right, Alex. All right, bye bye. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, guys. You God. Thank God. Good
0: night. <laughs> And you know the other thing, Jim, that I was going to bring up. Um, we saw we finally got the verdict uh, involving uh, Sonny, who has been yeah. charged with. Uh, with multiple crimes from her car accident back in march of 2022 including dui manslaughter uh, in the connection of of with the death of a 75 year old man Um, she has officially been charged with 17 years in prison total uh, along with eight years of probation after she's released and it's broken down uh, by her spending 10.6 years for driving with a suspended license causing death and seven years for DUI manslaughter to be served following that. It's, uh, and she'll be like 67 it, when she gets out.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, man, that's, uh, I don't, I don't know how you label it. Sad, disappointing, yeah. upsetting. Um, if you're a wrestling fan like I have been, and, and I told you earlier this week, when I saw her come into uh, WWE, I thought that was the best-looking woman I'd ever seen in my life. And you're thinking, okay, well, she's just some kind of hot model. Whoopee. But then she got involved and she could actually perform in the business and, and handle a role in the business. She was good on the mic. She was great as a heel. Um, and just freaking gorgeous as all get out. So it was like the guys in the crowd – that were supposed to be against the villains, they were pulling for her because they loved how hot she was, and and they loved the crap she was putting out on the mic. So yeah. work wise, and I think you'll, I think you'll, if you go back and research and you listen to any kind of interviews or whatever on YouTube or pods or whatever. A lot of the ladies back then, they really liked Sonny. They, they respected how she worked. But then she got into doing other things, and it, it went kind of went off the, went off the tracks. Yeah, she and kind once of it went off the tracks, you know, and, 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 and well, yeah, and once it let, went off the tracks, and and Chris passed away, that made it even worse. Um, even though, I mean, they had ups and downs. I mean, she cheated on him. He took her back. I mean, and, but they still always managed to end up back together. So you, you had to kind of respect that there was there was a true love there. But the, you know, after what happened with him, it was like, oh, now she don't have that home base she can always go back to. She could always go back to Chris. Now she don't have that. And she just got wilder and wilder. I mean it even got to the point she's out doing I guess you would call porn. them porno films. Porno films. Right yeah. Um and and I mean she didn't look like she didn't look like herself. She was way older. Um, I mean, if if she'd have done those porno films back when she first started, she'd have probably made twenty twenty million dollars. (laughs) Money, but um, her true would have been the of
0: that of that time.
2: Yeah, her true fans still always followed her and supported her. They still liked Sunny, but she just kept screwing up she couldn't and and you don't i i you know i guess the point is it i guess it's the addiction whatever she was addicted to she couldn't get off of it she couldn't stop and then yeah. all of a sudden wow then it really happens then it really happens somebody's dead wow you're not getting out of this you ain't getting out nope. of this nope So that's the whole thing with her. I always always loved her. I always loved watching her. She was great on the mic. She she was a great character. But she just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper, and you felt like, okay, all right, she's going to get help. She'll be all right. And they kept giving her help. She kept going to rehab. She kept doing things. But she still kept turning back to To the bad things that that she did in her life, and um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say, but it's unfortunate. And like, uh, I mean, my God, I went through this crap with a friend of mine, and you know who I'm talking about, Steve. I went through this shit for two, three years, and I kept thinking, God, you're yeah. going to end up killing somebody or killing yourself. Maybe God is helping you by not letting you kill somebody or kill somebody. She killed somebody. She killed somebody. My friend didn't. Luckily, he didn't. And he ended up with jail time, but at least he didn't kill nobody. Sonny did. And uh, it's unfortunate. I hate to see it, but. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, you hate to say she's where she deserves to be, but that's kind of what it is.
0: You know, it's definitely definitely been, uh, it almost makes you think that this is basically the end of the road of the treacherous path that she has laid out for herself, so to speak throughout all these years. It's like, it's sort of like the, uh, it's the end of the big train wreck that you're, that, that you're currently in the middle of watching, but you can't look away from it, essentially. And
1: see,
2: Steve, I think a lot of the fans problems are they still remember her when she was young and so right bubbly yeah. and happy and energetic and into the business and and <laughs> cutting those good promos and everybody remembers her everybody remembers that girl but that girl is not that girl anymore people change It's like that Dwight Yoakam song. Things change. Yeah. Yeah. And and she changed in a very negative way, and she's dealing with it now. And maybe this was, I mean, there was somebody that died, but it could have been you, Tammy. You're still alive. It could have been you.
0: Yeah, it's just it, 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 it's 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 like we said or like I said, basically the it's the end the end of that slow motion car crash that you're just waiting for it for it to end, essentially.
2: Yeah. And and did, did you see no. them? Did you see the did you see the picture of him walking her out from the courtroom?
0: Yeah. She looks like a mess by the way. I mean, she it,
2: it, I mean, and and, and it, it I and I am like not she trying continues I'm used to deteriorate. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not trying to make this. I'm not trying to run her down. I'm just saying how it looks now at at her situation now. I mean she looks like she's probably about uh looks like she's over two hundred pounds and not looking very healthy. Right. No, nothing I mean, it, what you would nothing what you would think she would be looking like. Right.
0: And you know her her uh, she, she's basically gone downhill steadily, you know, over the years, you know, year after year. It's just even even when even when she did that when she did that porno, it's like yeah. she she didn't even look even in the face. She didn't even look anywhere close to the type of uh, you know, to the person that she used to be. Steve, she, she, she looked like she didn't care.
2: She looked like she didn't care. Anymore. Right.
0: She looked like she was doing it just for, just for money, basically. Like, right. uh, yeah you know, you didn't see that bubbly personality. Essentially. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: And, uh, one, one last thing, cause I know we're, we got about six minutes left, uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention at all to the NBA, uh, but there's a yes. huge controversy going on with uh, Josh Giddy and the Oklahoma City Thunder um, involving, I guess, I guess apparently uh, there's new information that came out today that supposedly uh, a girl that he had hooked up with um, – at a nightclub to apparently this happened two years ago. Now uh, apparently she lied about her age and now trying, uh, the New York post is trying to claim that she was 14 years old uh, at the time that she had relations with him. Wow. And now her family has hired uh, Gloria Alred. Um, oh as boy, their,
1: uh, as their lawyer, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy,
0: and also they're refusing to speak with the police as well on this too.
1: Okay.
2: Well, that's 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 probably from Gloria's advice. That don't sound good for that guy. Fourteen.
0: Yeah, she she got into the she got into the club apparently with a fake ID 2 years ago cuz she's a junior in high school right now.
2: A junior in high school should be at least minimum 15, probably 16, maybe 17.
0: Yeah, she's I think they said she's 16 right now and uh 2 years ago uh, apparently she met him at a nightclub after getting in with a fake ID. And then things went from there. Wow. Mm. Apparently he couldn't we, tell that she was a trainer by see, looking at her.
2: See, I, I, see I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'll be fully honest, yeah. and Stephen was about this, I'll be fully honest. Like six what is it like, let me add six years ago I had a girl, 15, turning 16, trying to hook up with me. Um, and, yes, yeah, she would have probably passed for 18, 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. But, I, kn- of course, I knew from living in town how old <laughs> she was, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're a little bit young. she kept on and on and on and on for, like, five years, you know. But I don't know how you don't know a girl is 14 or 15. I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand that girls now develop pretty quickly, and it's like, oh, my God, they probably got it. But 14?
1: Yeah,
0: at least that's what the New York Post is claiming.
2: Ew. And what, is he a but, rookie?
0: How old is this guy? How old is this guy? Uh, he's 21. I think uh, he entered the league when he was 19.
2: Okay, well, that makes more sense. I'm not defending him. Please, don't think that. I'm not right. defending him. But at his young age, 19. 14, it's not as big a stretch as if he's 21, well, 22, 23, and they're 14. You see what I'm saying? Right.
0: Yeah, and, you know, one thing that one thing that I've heard is I've heard that, if anything, the parents could be in trouble because they allowed the – first off, they allowed her to go into a club with a fake ID. But second well, of yeah, all, I mean, apparently if that, if they knew happened, about –
2: yeah, if that happened to us, if if that was little JJ or Jenna, and they're out hanging around in bars and shit with fake IDs, uh, I fully expect everybody to blame me and JJ. Okay. Yeah.
0: We, we should know what's
2: going. We should know what's okay. going on with our kids.
0: Right, and, and and not just that though, but apparently the the parents could face charges. Apparently, from what it sounds like, over this because they knew about the relationship and they allowed it to continue. All right. Well, you got about one minute left, one minute left, Dave. Yep. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Uh, I do want to add a reminder, Survivor, the Survivor 45 recap podcast on Thursday night uh, with Jim and the rest of the gang. Uh, If you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the Missy AE podcast by going to blogtalkradio.com.